0: Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 162. Uh, and this week, we are joined... It's a, sort of a short-handed week. Kevin is in Boston, uh, and Heather, uh, I gave her the week off to, uh, to tend to her sick child. Children are disgusting. They're just sick and gross, rolling around in the dirt all the time, especially when you take them out into the woods, like Heather. How dare you? No, I'm just teasing. Uh, no, they have the week off, so Justin is here uh, from Maiden Utica. Um, we have a very long interview Chris Henry, Chris Henry Designs, went over an hour. Great conversation with him. Uh, also, uh, for any of you soccer fans who are out there, Justin joined me for a longer-than-expected discussion about the upcoming Premier League season, and if you are looking to pick a team, if you're new to the league, we're going to help you choose your Premier League team for 2018-2019. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that's, uh, that's it. Strange show this week. Uh, shorthanded, but we had a lot of fun, and we have a great interview with Chris Henry. Uh, all that, much more this week. 162 of the Unicast. We are happy to have you here. Oh, yes. More microphones. <laughs> using the the right microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Singular. Welcome back, folks. Uticast episode one sixty two. Uh, I always get <laughs> the number is getting bigger. And it creeps it's me out. It's a full baseball season. It's a full. You're bat- yeah. you're like batting two oh four. Yeah, seven getting, home
1: runs okay. maybe. My pitching is great though. My relief pitching. The Shiohani of podcast. Everybody, everybody. You're the Shiohani of podcast. You can do, you can do both. And now I'm injured. No, uh, yeah. my arm hurts. Mm.
0: Welcome back, folks. A uh, little bit of a... I don't even know what kind of show we're going to have this week. Uh, Kevin is on the way home from Boston. I think. Yeah. He's uh, catching he, Radiohead shows. How nice is that? I haven't talked to him, so he may... Who knows if he went to Radiohead? I think he saw Radiohead. Who knows if he's coming back? Who knows if he's coming back?
1: Maybe uh, he's going to... I told him to go catch out a, a Red Sox game he was there. He might have been hooked in boss season tickets, and now is <laughs> all about that, that. He's just
0: dropping all the Yankee stuff now. He's had it wrong this whole time. We were just watching some ESPN before we... Uh, got on here and uh you know i was thinking about this because you're they're showing the jackie bradley yeah from the red Sox highlight and uh you know even as a yankees fan like a diehard yankees fan who like hates the red Sox, i don't really hate any i'm too old to like i don't 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 have the time i don't really care as much as i used to it's really true like i i still obviously want the red Sox to lose Mm -hmm. the yankees to win but it's not like in 2003 when i was right like, like i had like deep vitriol and anger and like like Real, real It's
1: crazy, though, is that you almost should be more invested on that now because, like, all that stuff that happened back then is what drives this. Like, the Yankees have restructured a farm system and budget and cut some big money. Like, they've really got out of, like... The Red Sox were moving in a direction um, when they finally kind of got over the Yankees. They went with, like, defense and more of that uh, Doug Mankiewicz and yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't have to be the Teixeira types. They were trying to just get these— Mitch Moreland plays first base for him, for God's sakes. Yeah. But the Yankees, like, that part of the rivalry is probably why they're both the best teams in baseball now. They're both changed completely the way that— You'll right. never get 2003 again to be that angry because that those days are over where they're just going to go out and, <laughs> yeah. you know, get something just to— to spend the money or whatever baseball is not like that anymore they're going to develop
0: stars and you got to wait it out and that's the thing for me if i was in boston right now mm-hmm. and i had uh free time someone's like you want to go to a uh, fenway i'd be happy to go I'd yeah love to go to fenway it's like one of the historic stadiums i've been to wrigley i've been to Yankee stadium i've been to a lot of baseball stadiums in my life been to used to be u.s cellular field US i don't even cellular know what it's called fields. now uh but it's new comiskey park where the yep. white Sox played uh I've been to that dump Shea Stadium. I never, <laughs> I've never been to City Field. That's the next one I want to go to. But I would go just because it'd be interesting to go as a baseball fan now. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Kevin did tell me, though, that while he was in Boston, he did send one text message to me and Padres, uh, which was like, I'm wearing a Yankees hat in Boston, and people are giving me dirty looks. Yeah, of
1: course <laughs> they are. It's like a declaration of... Like, just, of course they're going to like, hey, buddy,
0: the Yankees suck, you know? Like, you're going to get that. Devil's Advocate, when I lived in New York, take a shot, uh, you would see a lot of Red Sox hats in New York and nobody ever really said anything. Yeah, this is l- good. Walk yeah, but we, like were a the, bar. we
1: were the winners at this point, though. That was probably, what, say 07 <laughs> up until a little while? Like, that was a good time to be... Well, not even that. I think
0: you it, could back it up and be like, oh, check a lot the of people, Champions you know? A lot of people in New York City are not really from New York. That's right. the other so, that's like the other attachment, of it, too. Yeah, like, yeah. You see a lot of all sorts of hats. Yeah. You can see, like, Dodgers hats and Orioles hats. Just like people just... Because yeah. they're not...
1: I'm in mean, for the weekend. And also, in general, Yankees fans are all over the place, too. You know, so it's like true. you'll get a ton of Yankees fans in Florida and California and all that. Like they're all over the place, not necessarily just in New York City. So I didn't mean to get into a sports conversation for all the folks
0: who are listening. Uh-huh. By the way, Justin Parkinson's here. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Parkinson, Made in Utica. Uh, and again, I don't know what kind of show we're going to have, but since yeah. you're here this morning and since we're going to go run errands and do other such, maybe golf, not virtual golf. Yeah, but, um. I do want to ask, you know, we've been well you per, you particularly for the last two days, you and Kate and a whole bunch of volunteers and, you and me. I was there that. yesterday, but I wasn't there as much on Saturday. Uh, I feel bad about that. Um been digging in really yeah. over at Handshake City for folks who wanna pitch in. Literally know. digging in.
1: Like yeah. not <laughs> an, not an exaggeration. Like my hands hurt so bad. They're like shaking. But, I can they're, see it. yeah, yeah. but it's uh I it's my own fault. I didn't wear gloves. Um but everything was spontaneous. spontaneous yeah well yeah. we had a pickup truck so it's like let's make some air like we're going to just go get pallets that was the original plan yeah. because we're building some things with those um and had the truck get pallets we know mm-hmm. where they are people have already told them we can have them that's what we were supposed to do but i was like oh we should just go to the waste authority and see if they have compost because um somebody had told me that it's pretty cheap mm-hmm. or whatever and i pulled into the guy and was like i'm here to get compost and he's like all right pull up so we pulled the truck up and i'm like All right, um, how much is it or whatever? Because they're starting to, like, load (laughs) the truck. And I was like, whoa, like, how much is this first? And he's like, well, uh, three scoops or whatever is 20 bucks." And so at that point, she's got it loaded over the pickup truck, about to dump it. He, like, flagged her down. I was like, whoa, am I buying, like, $100 worth of something? What's the cost on this? And how much (laughs) are you going to dump in this truck? So three scoops of it, though, was $20. So at the time, I was like, that's a killer deal. You can't beat that, and I'll just unload it myself. No problem. It was a disaster. It was all wet. It was really heavy. The three scoops is actually well, like, like a yard and two yard a half cubic
0: like, yard or something. I wish you folks had seen this. It was the whole big flatbed of the truck, the big white truck, and there's all the compost on it, and you have... Like a blue tarp. <laughs> a blue tarp underneath it. And I liked the two seconds that I watched you tug on the blue tarp and decide, Yeah, I can't pull this out of here. Because like, like I think there was probably a moment in time in your head where you go, Maybe if I just get people on the tarp we like can pull the, the whole you're thing. Like out this you
1: you weren't there then. Uh, so I took two toast straps on that eventual tarp and, and hooked two of them to the containers. Oh, yeah. And then put them on the tarp and then tried to, yeah, to drive away. Yeah, how'd that work out? The tarp just ripped right in I was <laughs> going to say, it ripped in half, right? There's
0: no chance. dirt yeah. stayed right on the yeah. truck. It was it's there the before. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the best. If the whole tarp had pulled out with the compost stayed. that would have yeah, been
1: the best. Katie like, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me record this. I was like, no, going to come. So she's like, Running up with the thing and just goes, it just rips the tarp right now. It's like that's why you couldn't
0: record. It, it looks stupid. I've said in the past, uh, in a couple different contexts, that uh, Utica, for whatever reason, we're a city that has a hard time starting things. Yeah. But once we start things, people like to be involved. Right? Yep. It, it it seems like it was tough initially when you're starting something. It's just a concept and it's just an idea for people to buy into it. But once yep. the stuff, once the containers are down and once everything started. You know, to physically happen down there. It's crazy to me how many people have just sort of showed up and approached you guys and asked yeah, to it's, be part of it's it. It's
1: been like even just people walking over the overpass. Yeah. Like they just yell down and be like, Hey, when are you gonna be here? Do you need help? Like a guy walked by today when I was down there um earlier and turns out there's two other people volunteering that were putting plants down in mulch and uh, actually yeah. actually rototilling all of that dirt up. Like yeah. um it was just it's weird and the guy walks by, he's like, I've been I walk by this way every day to work and he's like it looks amazing. It was mm. like just something like that, where he's like it's on his route to work now, he has something better to look at, enough yeah. to compliment the people down there doing yeah, yeah. it. Like it's rewarding to if you're just participating in that because you know that people are noticing what you're mm. doing, right? Like yeah. so it kinda of validates like we literally just mowed the, the grass with a 20-inch lawnmower, right? Like, it took a while, but it wasn't like we have the resource of a riding lawnmower that's just readily right. available. We're going to put it, lawnmower. you know what I mean? We
0: just, Yeah, but we, we just <laughs> like, got my dope Briggs
1: and Stakes the, lawnmower. <laughs> 1989. <laughs> it still uh, yeah, it always fires up, though. Good engine. Yeah, but like, but that's what you needed, though, is something just to cut high grass. You're not trying to mm. get down to the surface. I don't need a, a raising, lowering. That would have been nice, but like, we don't have that just readily available, but yeah. you just start. And when we did, people were like, like I'll come down and mow this next time. I was like, great. But like I wasn't just gonna get you here to do it. You had to see me struggle with yeah, this little one. And be like, why are you doing that? It's like, I don't know. It's like, well well like that's how the progress gets made too is you literally have to do it yourself and then hope that validates other people doing it too. So it's one person's doing it then like Yeah or you know
0: I think there's there was a moment yesterday I think when we were um we were doing the sweeping. So you yeah. know, it's a lot of the the sidewalks and that's when I uh Chris in that corner of the Yeah, park, yeah, yeah, corner, yeah, yeah. It's all yours. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. They
1: put all that hard composting yeah. labor down. Now that you know how, how much work I had to put in to get that I put
0: up one of those little blue, like, historical signs, like you see it in here. It's like Famos Corner. This was the spot where Sam Familaro did 40 minutes of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one afternoon, on a Saturday. Yeah. It. I mean, that's how these things used to work. So, <laughs> yeah it's true. Uh, you'd name the things you discovered. No, and uh, I think there's a moment, though, where I'm standing on the corner and I'm looking down for the Massey building yeah. from around the corner. And I just about twelve or thirteen people with brooms and shovels and Which also boots. aren't even our th- they Are all there? brought
1: yeah. um most of people yeah. like brought those things with them. Yeah. We didn't have those things. Like we were doing everything with the wrong tool and it progressed yeah. to being like, we'll bring this, we'll bring that. <laughs> yeah. And like we've been socially updating that too is like the reason why everybody was able to have brooms <laughs> down there is because like we had like a like a regular sweeping wire, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, this isn't gonna cut it. <laughs> Anybody got push brooms? Yeah. Next seven people show up with push brooms. You're
0: like, all right, cool. Now we got something going here. You know. I think uh I think one of the the keys too as well is, and I noticed this. You you notice probably more than me because you're like the whenever someone has a question, they just point at you. Yeah. It seems to be your job over there, the yeah. foreman. Uh, almost like 90 to 95% of any cars or traffic that come through, feel like I feel like they stop and roll down the window. Yeah, for sure. On, someone very, someone just, y- again
1: this morning, yeah. drove by and yelled, you're doing great. Like, and just was waving out the window and kept driving yeah. type of deal. Uh, North End Pizza brought us a bunch of pizzas. Uh, Utica Kemmering. Bread dropped us a bunch of loaves and pretzels because he drove by and he's like, you guys look like you're working hard. Well, here's a bunch of pretzels and stuff i we're like alright cool take
0: 10 seconds to tell people where to go look this up while I grab my phone
1: handshake.city is the uh, website where the majority of the information is in terms of if you want to be a, a vendor and, and do some programming be an artist and help us work on the stuff if you want to be a, a volunteer um, uh, any of those lo- like I think there's a form on there, handshake.city slash volunteer. Yeah. It's very basic like that. So if you can think of like the term, just do handshake.city slash that word. Mm-hmm. It'll be like donate, handshake.city slash donate, handshake.city slash about, um, handshake.city slash news. You know what yeah. I mean? So if you want to like just think of these, what's happening at Handshake? city slash photos. Yeah. Like there's stuff there if you just put handshake.city in it and then slash and then whatever you're kind of looking for. It's probably on, like, it's a quick access to there. So we've kept it pretty basic. So, like, it's not just pushed towards uh, making a donation or being just a vendor. There, there's a lot of subsections in there. Even if you want to just read the research or the diagrams yeah. without even being anything towards it, you can actually get a bunch of information on that mm-hmm. to see what we're planning to do with it um, and where we want to spin the the site and the programming. So we're trying to be as transparent about that. So for everything, even if you don't want to donate or vend or anything, if you just want to follow the project, all of the stuff, just handshake.city and then
0: slash any other word is probably there. Uh You know, and I think, too, uh, our guest this week, uh, who went over an hour, didn't know we would go so long. Chris, we, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, Chris all his
1: diagrams. are just talking about yeah, that's the we man that about, you look at.
0: Well, we talked about, like, finding a way to make things seem more... Real and yep. tangible, and a lot of the the he called it uh, the renderings is what yep. the word we used right for it. The yep. renderings of what this looked like did sort of help give people a broader idea of what to expect. And I think yep. that that kind of work and that kind of like uh, assistance doesn't go unappreciated. No, you know definitely
1: not, definitely not. And plus, he had uh, a newborn, like he just had a kid too. Yeah. So, like the what we're getting out of him for his time and resources is incredible. Um, the way he you know where he meets us, he gives us the diagrams. He's really been you know vocal and and uh ideas and support and all these type of things where um you don't realize even just going through with Rusty green one of their big things is coming up with these like um performance things or Mm mock-ups and all this stuff i was like like how how do i even i can't 3d draw something like how do i do all these things that like doesn't i don't know about like pitch and drainage and all these weird things and how much yeah. distance you got to be, and then we're just learn eight one one before you dig. Like these are all million things that I just don't have the resources for. And Chris was perfect for it for those, that type of thing,
0: especially if you want to get things done. Got to shake some hands. You got
1: to, gotta yeah, shake some
0: hands. So uh, also, if you want a little a little bit more about Chris Henry, we did reference uh, in the interview uh, his TEDx Utica talk from twenty sixteen yep. called "Where I, uh, Where Am I." Yep. Which talks a lot about, uh, like, placemakers and uh, the Power of Ten principle, which we get into, and a little bit about, like, Utica's history. It's a really, really yeah. good presentation, yeah. so...
1: And that's uh, kind of how we yeah. we, uh, we reached out to him about the project, is, yeah. is mm-hmm. like, um, almost bluntly was like, hey, you talked yeah. about this thing, right? Yeah. Like, you're at TEDx talking about it. we can you come do it, right? Like, yeah. we, we're... Uh, not a challenge, but a dare, right? Yeah. Like, here, you... You're onto this. You get it. And that's why we approached him. He was like, you get it. You want to do something with it? And he was
0: all about it. So before we... Yeah, so we got an hour interview with Chris Henry coming up. Really good stuff. Talked about a lot of things. Lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. Why ranging? But before we get to that, I'm going to answer some honest-to-goodness uh, reader mail that we, yeah. got on. <laughs> we got Real Real reader mail. Listener. Uh, listener DM, I guess, is a more appropriate. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so again, if you ever have questions or anything about we talk about in the show, you want to get at us about it or call us out on our uh, our falsehoods, which is what this one's about. Wow. Yeah, calling us out on some falsehoods. Hit us up on the DM. I'm on Twitter most of the day when I'm just watching TV or doing work. I keep my Twitter stream pretty active. I don't always tweet. I'm usually on. There. Yeah, I'm always watching. I'm always watching. <laughs> uh, so a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, we were talking about Charlie the cat. Uh, which mm-hmm. is we're known to do, Charlie the Studio Cat and uh, former Alley Cat. And I remember this segment that she's referencing. I don't remember what week it was, but I was discussing the weird moment with pet ownership where you go to buy food for yep. them and you have to put yourself in the head of the okay. animal yeah, yeah. and go, "Hmm, would Charlie think this tastes good?" Like I don't know, who yeah. knows, right? Like, it's just I a cat. Does he cat, think right? anything? Uh, <laughs> and I sort of talked about how I do not give Charlie wet food. And I think yeah. the wet food is gross. Right? It's pretty gross. It is it gross. It's nasty. <laughs> And I didn't know any science behind it other than the fact that like um, I just think it's gross and it yeah. doesn't seem to respond to it all as well as the dry food, so I just is always buying dry food. Yeah. This is a letter from or a DM from Amy Marie 315. G F O P Amy Amy Smith. Saving forty two cents on the stamp. Yeah. Mother of cats. <laughs> her Twitter profile. Uh, this is what she said. Charlie the cat needs wet food, especially because he is a male. Male cats can get crystals, I don't remember the full medical term, in their bladder. The wet food has more liquid and helps with this. I agree it's gross. Uh, Ken does it for us. We give our boys half a can, morning and night. Fierce mother of cats, out, LOL. (laughs) Thank you to Amy Marie for that. So I did actually go out yesterday, and I bought Charlie some uh, gourmet style. Charlie's uh, a a local treasure. And (laughs) it's 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 one of those things, yeah, he
1: doesn't deserve (laughs) the the best, the city deserves for him
0: to have better,
1: right? Him himself is or nothing. Yeah, he's (laughs) nothing. I think,
0: too, the other thing, we talked about this, and I guess if Amy... Totally worthless cat, If if you can give me more cat information about this, he doesn't eat wet food normally, but he does kill a lot of mice and birds. Now, is mouse brains cat food? Yeah, is is mouse brains cat food? Please respond. I'm going to put it on Twitter. (laughs) I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know if he gets anything from that. That's probably not good for him either. I feel like I can't stop him. There's too too many. I just feel like if it
1: wasn't good, he'd be dead, right? Like he keeps doing it, and he's, it's unless it's like a drug problem type of thing, right? He, we do do he things doesn't eat that the
0: necessarily though. He just kills him. He's violent. He's a very violent. Episode yeah,
1: already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's um, he's tactical.
0: Do dogs kill things like that? Like oh, yeah. Drexel? Does Drexel kill like uh, a he can't catch a Woodstock
1: in, back in the day? Like Drexel, oh, so Drexel's boy. breed would have been because he's big and white, he would have actually hid with sheep and like the things that he would have left out. Dog, in, like right, the uh, yeah. old days, like where they're just not right in your backyard Guarding type of off deal, of wolves. and of a wolf, right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he's more of a scared, like take like pushy away type of deal, herd, it's and an then odd move away for you who consider yourself a lone wolf, but that's you right, yourself a sheepdog, yes to keep the other wolves <laughs> keep the <other> wolves <laughs> I am not yeah, yeah, to stay good. alone I've, I've crossed over just, just your wolf in sheep's clothing that's he thinks right. you're a sheep I exactly. exactly. see that's how you do that's it <laughs> but it's Woodstock good. when she was a puppy brought birds oh uh, god lamb, uh, lamb, she yeah. tried to kill ducks in the water like, so ducks. yeah but that's what yeah that's what they do and they just go right for the neck and that's that
0: Made of beagles growing up and beagles I assume are hunting dogs, but like my beagles were just like fat garbage picking beagles, so they weren't like in the prime shapes. Like, they're dumpster dogs, yeah. Like, my dog Tootsie growing up was a big fat beagle and he and she was uh really adept at like going to the neighbors' houses around the neighborhood and knowing who would give her food. Yeah. Right? Like really just like Yeah, I'm playing and playing up hamming it up, literally. Yeah, very fat. That was one of those dogs that just ran away, I think, one day. Or maybe that's what they yeah, told you. Yeah, that's what they told that you. Is, maybe that's what they told All me. All dogs right go to heaven, Sam. I hated that movie. <laughs> I hate that movie so much, by the way. Shout out to any animation people who see that movie. What gets,
1: was the, the Marley and me in the office uh Oh, if you crushing. had to
0: watch one for 72 hours in a row, it was Marley and me... Or Tots, Scott's Tots, Tots yeah, episode Tots, of The Office. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would watch The Office one because at least I'd get jokes out of it. Like, Marley and Me doesn't seem like it'd be funny.
1: Scott's Tots, I don't hate as much as the next person, but 70, 72 hours straight. I, I think you'd you become know, immune though, to the ends of Marley and Me where you're just like, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, the
0: Office, the Scott's Tots episode of The Office, and again, we're talking about the most cr- really cringe-worthy episode yeah. of the movie's television. <laughs> uh, it's, even when you describe it to somebody... It's, so, it's, it's unsettling. It's, it's like, so guy hard. promises college tuition, can't afford it, it's has to go tell. television. Yeah. <laughs> just like really on un- it's, and as you watch the episode, you can feel like the, you're like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh god. I don't know, I watched the episode of Kirk of Enthusiasm last night, so I feel like I'm ready for anything. It's, I don't know if they meant
1: to make it that weird. Like, that has to just have been like one of those bombs, right? It's like a bad wrestling no, character that's no, 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 Mordecai, I and think, you're just like, all right, let's just get out of this, abort. I think that somebody
0: walked in that day into the writer's room and was like, yo, I got I got the idea. Well, right. like, I think somebody work. was gassed about that. They were really excited about the potential to really go in on it. Uh, all right, we've gotten way off track. Thank you, Amy Smith. Write <laughs> me back about uh, weather. Brains. Yeah. brains. Uh, check out that episode of The Office. Uh, all right, <laughs> and let's get back to this week's interview, very long interview, uh, Christopher Henry of Chris Henry Designs. You can check out his uh, Facebook page. He says his website is coming soon yeah, I might have to ask him about that chat him yeah. up he yeah, needs a website yeah. right well there.
1: his work also what you see layout of the containers a lot of the design work we're going to be doing into the park is literally his, his creation kind of coming to life too so we're kind of yeah. you know, adapting as
0: we go but a lot
1: of the stuff is what you're seeing at the park has a lot of Chris's influence on it already
0: hmm. alright so check it out hour long interview Chris Henry uh, we we'll back to the show with someone I don't know I really don't know yet we'll figure <laughs> out when I get back here's Chris Henry
2: Oh, well, just because you never forget.
0: I always forget every time <laughs> I make that I make sure to put the half audio. hour
2: in. You're like, uh, we need to start like,
0: over. <laughs> only, only a few times in the history of the show has that happened. Where, yeah, where I've had like the first five minutes of the interview are on the wrong audio driver. Yeah, and it's always frustrating, because it's always a good interview,
2: it's always uh, like the first five minutes that
0: were really good. And I'm like, well, I can't just get rid of this now. It was all good content. right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's always that's the brutal. struggle. Uh. Chris Henry. you prefer Chris or Christopher?
2: Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll stay away from the professional titles. Uh,
2: yeah, stay away from the professional titles. There's no <laughs> um, sense to being formal.
0: But it does say Christopher Henry Designs on your Facebook page, so if folks want to check out the Facebook page, check yeah. out Christopher Henry Designs on Facebook. You have a new website uh, coming out in the next few months. But it's nice to actually have you in studio joining us this week, so thank you for
2: it. No, thank you for the invite. I appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, Offering up
0: Hey it's no problem Most people uh, At this point in time I've learned And we're going to talk A little bit Because I I went back And read Or I watched Most of your TEDx uh, Oh right 2016 And there is some Interesting things I want to talk about Okay Uh, But I I think uh, On a side note to that Like you know Doing the podcasting thing I think when I invite People over to do the show Yeah You get generally One of two Major responses Which is like Hey a podcast Cool Right Yeah Or, sure, that sounds great, what's a podcast, Oh, man, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that it sort of speaks to uh, an interesting sort of divide in the world that we sort of live in today. Like, like, there is sort of, like, the old media world and sort of the new media world. And I think that being able to sort of bridge that gap is a real skill now to, like, to, you know, because you're probably, I'm I'm guessing age-wise that you're right around in my age range. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm 34. Yeah, so you're right, you're,
0: like, a year and a half, like, Yeah. yeah, you're right in my... So you probably are from the era that remembers both this pre-technology.
2: Yeah, activity. I remember pre-internet. I didn't have a computer until I think I was in... Yeah, I was like 16. Like, yeah, I might have been like 17. And yeah. It was, and, it was like, right. and it was like a hand-me-down dial-up mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Now, I have to admit, I had a computer growing up.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't like an internet computer. Like right. My dad had like disposable income when we were kids. Yeah. So we had an like an Apple computer, but I can't... Remember anybody using it? You're know talking about like yeah, your, yeah, yeah like the yeah. ones that had like the the printer that had the little like the the, paper the dot matrix, the, yeah, dot matrix printer, yep. yeah. I used to love them. All right. Yep. Uh, no, and
2: well, and I distinctly remember uh, typing papers out on a typewriter. Yep. You yep. know, with, without question. It's aesthetic, it's nice. It's yeah, like, like yeah. got Yeah, there was something cathartic about it, it is, you know. It is nice. I remember there was even like the you can even erase when you got fancy you were able to erase the, the mm. type at one point, you know. Yes, uh, I didn't have
0: that feature on my mom had a typewriter yeah. for her kids and I, I would take it from like the attic and I would write yeah. dumb stories on it. But it was frustrating <laughs> because as a kid I could not like the idea that you couldn't just erase something. Like the idea that right. you didn't have backspace or I'm just gonna move this word over here is
2: it's kind of creepy to people. Well, yeah, there. I th- I think that's uh, you know we're kind of in that backspace culture, right?
0: I mean, it it was legitimately frustrating to use yeah. a writer and know you typed something wrong.
2: Like, yeah, was, it was yeah, yeah, really well, annoying. And it's so funny because <laughs> I, I think that was like the heart of why I didn't get into art and design until I was older. know. sure. Right now. sure because I was always afraid of making the mistake my you know I remember when I was younger my mom and dad would sit me down after I got a spelling test back and I got a bunch yeah. wrong and I have to go through and fix it yeah. I got really like oh, I got oh, I yeah. got it's got to be there's got to be the right answer <laughs> it's got to be right so when you get in art and design there is no technical right answer right, you right. know and so I I couldn't when I, when I was in art class I'm like I hate this I can't yeah, I can't even cope with this scenario <laughs> you know
0: I think it's funny too cuz like this was a thing, like I remember taking spelling tests as a kid. I remember like it being a big Yeah. And it seems like over the last ten years as a culture, we've pretty much been like, Yeah, we don't care about Yeah, people. whatever. We don't, we don't care about spelling. I'll get grammarly. Like, and if yeah, and that's it true. Like if you go <laughs> on Twitter, right, and I'm a I'm a Twitter guy, yeah, yeah. You know, but if you go on Twitter and you give like some sort of poignant argument, right? Like I think the popular one would be like the president says something on Twitter and somebody has like some like long-winded answer back to him, someone will be like, you put the wrong spelling of there, right? Like, that's where we start... It you're becomes right. sort of like... The, you're either like the word police... Yeah. Right, and no one likes that. No, but then we don't. No also, one likes that guy. Don't you,
2: be that guy. But if you don't correct people, we're just dealing with like the right. the fall of grammar. Right? Well, yeah. Like, well, I think that's also the <laughs> evolution of language too. Because yeah, I mean, true. we're not speaking Latin anymore, you know. No,
0: that's a great point. <laughs> and I think actually that's a really good point though, because I do think that there was a time initially because I remember text messaging and cell phones sort of in that early stage, yeah. where it was like, oh. You don't have to say the right words via text. It almost right. became, like, its own thing. Like, oh, it's shorthand.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, And now yeah. that
0: shorthand is sort of, like, spread into all forms of internet usage, I feel like. All sort of social media use.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about communicating efficiently, you know. Mm.
0: Uh, Chris, I want to say thank you for joining me again. Uh, a couple yep. things I want to say before I get into your sort of backstory, because I did my uh, my capital journal, my capital J journalism before you came in here. Oh, okay. Uh, I happened to see... Uh, a photo of you from last year, around this time. Okay. Playing golf with my good friend James Calero and his... Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And I had to say this. Uh, James is a good friend. of mine. have known him for a long time. Yeah, James uh, is a good guy. Great dude. Yeah. And uh, a couple years back, when I first met him, we were talking about soccer. And I always... And to this day, I refer to him as Jamez Because there's this soccer player, Jamez mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to start calling you Jamez. So yeah. I'm James, uh Calero. Your last name... Is also the same last name as a famous French soccer player Terry Henry, but he pronounces it differently. Henry. <laughs> so my question for you is: Whenever you want to feel classy, do you ever throw the French pronunciation in? You tell it's like Chris Henry. You start to- uh,
2: <laughs> no, my my wife will attest to the fact that it's not often I come off as classy. Um, but I think. Uh, People have called me Onre Henri before. Henrietta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was when I was working at the Binghamton Country Club as a grounds guy. There was a guy who called me Henri all the time, and I'm like, eh, whatever. See, I, was, I had so many... I was a man of nicknames. I think. Oh
0: you know? yeah, what's a good? What was it? Your prominent nickname? Your most prominent one?
2: Um, let's see. So when I was younger, my my uh, uncle would always call me man child because Mitch. I was I was a big I was big for my age. <laughs> uh, so that was one. Uh, <laughs> You know, well, it was, true. like, usually my last name, I was played yeah. sports, you know, so mm-hmm. I was always, like, Henry, or there or was, uh, you know, I was called Moose, because, once again, I was a big sure. guy, so, sure. uh, and then after a while, it evolved to, like, Ma, because of Moose, Ox, and Beef, because they were all kind of... <laughs> Mob. pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. No. I,
0: well, I appreciate that you gave me actual nicknames that people gave you, and not yeah. the nicknames that you liked, that you wanted for yourself. Yeah, said. no, for no, the,
2: like, uh... Anyone who tells me they have a good nickname I
0: don't trust I'm like, did someone else come up with that nickname for you? Because no one ever comes up with a good nickname
2: Yeah, no, it's never a good thing I think, (laughs) you know, um, for a while I was called Big Head too, oh yeah, Because right. I, I've got a big dome You know But uh, <laughs> in, my,
0: in my family you refer to that As having an EN Or an enormous noggin Oh yeah no, I that, like that, that I like that one And that yeah. runs through the family Like my, We don't even talk about it anymore In our family Because we all have a huge giant head Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah In yeah, comparison sure. to our bodies
2: I, I, Yeah So I mean Whatever But yeah you know, I, I mean it's, it's what people call me So
0: <laughs> Now I gotta say I got two last things Before I get into some background stuff. with you One Am I even gonna touch on the fact you have two first names? I think
2: you you, you (laughs) theoretically have four if you buy into the whole baptism and information names, you know, so I'm like, you know, you know, for Nathan Daniel, Henry. Are you Nathan
0: Daniel? I think I'm Sam Patrick Joseph. Oh. To say is, but no one ever calls me that.
2: Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I mean, confirmation name. I don't think is truly like it's not registered with the government. You know, I mean, but, I don't even think I'm allowed to walk back into
0: churches these days. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I always kind of look up in. to the sky anymore. <laughs> they don't know, want me. It's like
2: okay. I mean, I'm good. You know, I just uh, I'm <laughs>
0: yeah, a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, right. like they, I'm not. They're not. I'm not going there every Sunday the way I once was. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: same here, same here.
0: And I also wanted to bring this up because I thought this was really cool. And after this, I'll get into my sort of background info. I happen to notice you're uh, you're about two weeks out from your birthday. Congratulations! Oh no, we're past. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And you did a really cool thing for your birthday. You. You tried to raise money for the Utica Zoo. Yeah, I'm
2: still trying to. Hmm. Um, I might even uh, expand. Wow. I realized, man, I only gave people about two weeks to donate. It's tough with that Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I probably should, you know, extend the timeline. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the uh, board of the Utica Zoo. I was
0: going to ask you. You seem to have like a very like uh, a deep sort of connection there with the Utica Zoo. Well, it's yeah, I mean
2: I, the. I've always been really into zoo and animals. I grew up getting zoo books when I was younger. Oh, yeah, I remember um, zoo books, yeah. But, like, it was, for me, <laughs> going to the Philadelphia Zoo, I'm from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. originally, excuse me, and one of the great, and, and I'm, <laughs> our high school mascot was the Tunkhannock Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which the girls Little League girl softball team was, you know, going to the Little League World Series, yeah, uh, for that. I love so that. that's good news. But um, the uh, <laughs> I probably watched
0: them cry on television. Yeah, yeah, she was
2: like, the one girl was on Sports Center. She had one of the top ten plays for a catch, diving catch.
0: <laughs> I'm into that. See, yeah. that's the nice about the, that though is the fact that those like little league sports. I like watching those primarily because those kids are the most emotional athletes you'll ever say most real athlete you you watch the NBA even college like this like I'm going to be in the pros I have lots of money these kids really like it's
2: all for the love of the game (laughs) or you know earning their parents love whichever Uh, but you do the zoo thing out there so yeah so I was going to say I was super into zoos and uh, you know I was like going to Mecca for me to see like a tiger at the Philadelphia Zoo because the Philadelphia Zoo is one of the best (laughs) zoos in the world um, so I was always super in, into it. So when I moved to Utica, um, I, I really wanted to be involved. So I reached out, and um, yeah, then Andrea contacted me over time. Uh, I, it wasn't immediate, but I think she was working through some stuff. Yeah. And then uh, she like, "Hey, would you like to be on the board?" I'm like, "Absolutely." So I try to do raise, a, uh, do a fundraiser periodically. I've, I learned about it on the Day of Giving last year yeah, yeah, like yeah. through the Facebook. I'm like, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not the type of fundraiser. Who will call you up like, "Hey, can I come to your house, or can I invite <laughs> you to dinner?" And oh, can you give me two thousand dollars? Exactly. I I Especially almost have field. a panic attack thinking oh, of it yeah. like that. Um. So, but I'm like, you know, maybe I could do something a little bit more organic. Uh, you know, little uh, mm. something where I am not in front of you because I won't have yeah, a, yeah, a, a full sure. on panic attack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like, hey, if you throw any denomination at me of money to to help raise money for the zoo to do the little things, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, the last post I had was about you you know upgrading the uh, paving, yeah, uh, throughout the zoo so people you know it's more ADA accessible. Um yeah. Parents pushing a stroller, um, it's easier for them because it's those little like deferred maintenance things that mm-hmm. they call them, uh, like slapping paint on a fence that really can make a a, a nice place to oh, visit. Yeah. You know. Little differences,
0: little changes. Uh, yeah,
2: things. because yeah. my my wife would, and I took our daughter out for the first time uh, mm-hmm. after she was born. For a, like, let's go for a walk in the city in like yeah. in Utica, South Utica, and we just watched her head bounce around like all over the place. And we we're like, um I'm, we're not comfortable with this, so my wife took oh, yeah? the, our daughter yeah. out of the the stroller and we <laughs> walked back home <laughs> and dropped off the stroller because it wasn't a nice level surface to push. No, oh, yeah chairs around.
0: and little things like that you probably don't realize until you like have a kid right because as right. you get older it's no. like a, or perky. if you're
2: disabled you know <laughs> yeah. yeah right and you know it's funny because there's a lot of uh there's a big paving project in the city and oh yeah and Shout out
0: to joe marino who was on here like less than three weeks ago and i was giving him a hard time about the oh like, what's up man i'm getting late everywhere i go man yeah <laughs>
2: no i know there's construction everywhere well and you know and i see there's Whole section of the sidewalks that are out, yes. um, and I literally watched. A, I felt so bad. I was unfortunately with my daughter. We were going somewhere that we were late to already, and I watched this poor blind man try to like skirt his way oh, around yeah. the, the, oh, yeah. the, the the construction barrels, um, you know. And he was towards the end of his walk. You yeah. know, he was towards the end of it. I'm like, well, at this point, he's already there. You know, um, so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna put right. The yeah, brakes yeah, yeah in. of course, yeah. Uh, but. You know, it's one of those things where unless you have some sort of disability or if you run and you already have kids and you're pushing them around, or what, you're like, wow, the sidewalks are terrible. So it makes you really think about the connections and spaces and stuff.
0: Well, it's a great point, too. And I think it's one of those things. I talked with either Joe Marino or, God, I want to even say Larry Sharp when he was on okay. here. We talked about it a bit, about infrastructure in yeah. general, right? And the idea that, like, infrastructure is not always a sexy like no. like thing, right? Like you're like, we need to raise this much money to fix the roads, right? And no one's gonna argue that, like, yeah, that's right, the roads need to be fixed. But the problem is because it's not sexy, it tends to get pushed yeah. off until it's a bigger problem. Right. Happened, when I was living in New York City, this was like this is what's happening with the subways in New York, right? Right. right? These subways are probably most of the subway systems are probably twenty years late in terms of being fixed and having right. infrastructure changes, right? Right. And now that a lot of them are breaking down and right. forcing more through like throughway in other subways, that's causing more breakdown in those subways. And it's like, yes. well, yes they're thirty years behind on in the infrastructure. Right. Of course, it's all breaking down.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, that's the problem. And, uh, and you know, a lot of times it's out of sight, out of mind. Out of mind. I mean, the sewer system and, and oh, you, yeah. know a big thing that's been. I mean, that's a lot of the reason for the flooding. I mean, it has oh, yeah. buildup of sediment mm-hmm. over time. Uh, a lot of them break down. Um, some of the older part ports, portions of the system are um, oh, yeah. f- fairly they're they're not built to the same engineering standards yeah. so that they they are now. So you have backup mm-hmm. development isn't the same as it was in 1900 when mm-hmm. some of these systems were put in. and I will s- how it and I will
0: say I'm a big proponent of Utica, obviously. So I will say yeah. one very nice thing about it. I am starting to feel the completion aspect of some of it. Not all yeah, of it. Right? No, yeah, going, no, yeah. No, 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 when I'm going pressure. to like North Utica, I'm going over like the ar- whatever the, the, I guess he called the arterial, I don't know the name. Of it, right? mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's the arterial. Like, yeah. It's yeah. now starting to feel like a completed thing. Like, I'm feeling more yeah. comfortable about it. You know? Yeah,
2: like, no, I think, no, I think that's one thing I will say. I mean, we we just kind of ripped on it for a good what two. Well, I don't know five if we minutes, ripped on it necessarily. <laughs> I think, no,
0: I think it looked like, and I I, I wasn't ripping on it when I talked to Joe either. I think, yeah. I'm glad that all yeah. this construction is happening. Absolutely. it's just a shame it took that so there were so many places that needed it. That like once you start, there's so many places to keep going. It's like you know it. It's I'm glad that it's happening. Yeah, you know, and there's mm-hmm. I, think,
2: I think there's a bigger reason for all that. Yes. You know, yeah. um, I think part of it is when we are basically this community as a whole, and I'm talking, you know, the county or sure. the upstate New York, yeah, yeah. even as if you want to say the, the royal we, the, yeah. royal Wheat, the <laughs> editorial, <laughs> yeah. um, that you have a major industry like the manufacturing mm-hmm. just basically get ripped out. Yeah. It leaves a void, and it's almost like they're trying to, like, Okay, we, we need to figure, you know, some bigger things out. We've been chasing it for a long time yeah. now, you know,
0: and, and we're going to get into a little bit of your TEDx discussion that you had, but I think that we are now, we're starting to get to a point where people, you know, at least for me, I I, I lived in Brooklyn for six years, and when yeah. I left to Brooklyn, I didn't want to come back, right? Yeah, was, yeah. Was done. But then I think you're also getting to an era where, like, millennial folks and, and types in the younger than us, I would yeah. even say, look around and go you know, you can almost do the things you want almost anywhere now. It almost mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you are necessarily for certain things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I go back to the, like the, the, now again, not to get into politics, but I go back to the Trump election thing, right? I saw a tweet after Trump got elected in November, and it was just this guy joking around. He's like, all you hipsters need to leave the towns you move to and move back to the town you're from and fix them up, right? Like, that was the joke, right? right? And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what, though, like... To a certain extent, like, how different would my life be if I was still in New York? Like, for the most part, right. like, some aspects of it would be different, certainly, but I don't feel like the day-to-day of me, like, going to school and, like, using the internet and, like, finding the things I like the way I like them. They're all kind of the same. Just the location where I buy my groceries is different, you know what yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um no I think I I I completely agree with that. I mean I basically lived in every rust belt city in the northeast yeah. I could probably live in. I'm from Pennsylvania. You live in the greater Scranton yeah. area.
0: So I got to ask you yeah. a question about that actually too because growing up in upstate New York, New York City was like the the thing, the big city beacon yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Was Philly like that for you growing Not up? Not at all. Not at all. Like actually my that?
2: community is closer to New York City than it is to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's funny because I'm in a weird situation generationally. Um, you know, what are they calling us the Zennials now? The, the people who were really born in 84? It's, it's I, weird. Um, but my point being is I'm four of five children. Yeah. And my oldest brother was born in 1974. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my community at that time, uh, the only TV market that you can get was out of New York City. Right. And so we grew up... Uh, basically, watching the Yankees, mm-hmm. Rangers, Giants, mm. um, so I was always, I think, culturally more influenced by New York City than Philadelphia.
0: Mm, interesting. And let's uh, let's stick on that for a second. I tried to. I'm going to say this once poorly, and then you can correct me on it. Is it Tunkonic? <laughs> tunkonic?
2: Uh, that's uh, that's a good effort. It's Tunkanic. Tunkanic. It's like hammock but with ends. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's so funny okay. when I was in, going on my eighth grade trip in, in Washington D.C. Uh, we the laying of the wreath uh, at the tomb of the unknown soldier uh, the marine that had to announce our name yeah. had to like practice it like 30 times <laughs> yeah. because it's such so he's like tunk yeah, he was really struggling and we all were like tunkanick okay i got it and then he, he he's Tunkanic. But they're very, like, segmented. Yeah. He almost did it by syllable. (laughs) It sounds
0: like something from a uh, H.P. Lovecraft novel. (laughs)
2: Titanic University. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft. No, so, uh,
0: I gotta ask, you know, just growing up uh, in Titanic, how long were you, when did you come to Utica initially?
2: Uh, I came to Utica roughly five years ago. Okay, so you're relatively... I'm fairly, fairly new, yeah, but I feel like I'm more, you know how in uh, religion, conver, converts are yeah, very, yeah. Like, very evangelistic and very rah-rah, yeah. they're the most adamant supporters, um, that's kind of me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess I guess what my question is, is like, what kind of size are we talking here for are we Are talking like smaller than you? Uh, you
2: know, about? it's definitely smaller than Utica. I think I, I would put it on par with Clinton. Okay. Um, so what was your
0: lifestyle like growing up? Uh, uh, how would you compare it to, like, the upstate New York? Probably not that much different, I feel like.
2: No, I would, like I said, I would probably, yeah. um, it's less affluent than Clinton. Sure. It's more farming community. Um, I don't what community would that be closer to? Maybe Waterville? Yeah, okay. All right. Um, you know, I had, in my elementary school, there was a farm with a, a cattle farm right next to me. We mm-hmm. used to feed the cows grass and, yeah, yeah. you know. So it was, it, we were definitely—you uh, could walk around sure. um, without any concern, really. No. Everybody knew each other, and yeah, yeah. I mean, my brothers and I never threw parties at our house because my we we had people always checking on us. Yeah. So there was, it was never <laughs> a had, safe time to do you it. Had
0: four siblings?
2: Yeah, four. I have three older brothers and a, and a little sister. Hmm. Little? I mean, she's twenty-eight now. Hmm. So you still close and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're all pretty close. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not close in proximity. I was like, going to say you, you know, guys scattered all over the place. We kinda, yeah, I've got uh, one, my, my one brother is uh, in New Jersey is a bridge and tunneler in mm-hmm. the city. Uh, my other brother lives in the city with his wife. Um, I've got a brother down in D.C. and my sister is back in our hometown. So,
0: and We don't have to get too far into this but I grew up with two older sisters and okay. I think that it definitely affected um, they were older than me they were like ten years older than Yeah. Me, so I was sort of forced like I wanted to be older growing up. What kind yeah. of like relationships did you have and did that sort of like uh help define you as a person like was it nice growing up with family around or? oh
2: yeah i mean uh my wife is always so jealous because i can sleep through anything yeah sure. i can work with sound, loud noises yeah. around me so that comes from ha- living in a household of seven people but it's so funny because my uh i'm not sure if your research kind of came out with this but my undergraduate ba- my undergraduate degrees in psychology we're gonna get into that just yeah. now actually oh uh, okay so it's that. a nice uh-huh. uh sequitur right um, <laughs> but so basically uh because of my my that I was able to get a a good understanding of my family dynamic. I actually did a paper that I got an A on hmm. uh, about a birth order. Nice. Okay. And you know, you almost would be considered an only t- child if you were ten years apart. Youngest and only child. Uh, or youngest child
0: and ten years different from my yeah. older sisters. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. It is... so you you basically are an only child, and you're you're a boy. Yeah. So strategically, your parents had to pivot. And they didn't have any of the, the, the stuff yeah. really they needed to have, you know. Well, around, what was you interesting
0: know? about having two older sisters, uh, I grew up in a family that was primarily uh, women, right? Like my right. dad, my parents were divorced and I was about eight, so my dad was kind of yeah. in and out after about eight for yeah. about five, or six years. Yep. Uh, but it was, you know, I had two older sisters a mom, grandmother, grandfather, uh, yeah. he was the main guy, and then three aunts, right? And the three aunts had daughters primarily there were just, so you, know, you were surrounded by surrounded women. by women right that right. was a big part. you had a bunch of mothers basically <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah yeah so yeah, i mean sure. you know i have uh three older brothers they yeah. definitely toughened me up a mm-hmm. little bit they uh that's why i don't care about the nicknames people call me because sure. i've been called on everything mm-hmm. under the sun so and that's also i think why i don't get uh embarrassed when i'm in front of people sure. speaking because i they've embarrassed me my whole life to some degree so uh i don't think that's been a concern uh, i think uh it's helped me culturally do be able to reference mm-hmm. stuff back pro you know prior to me being mm-hmm. alive even you know I, I history is always a big subject in my family i've always yeah. been really good at it um watched old movies, I, I still love black and white movies, uh, uh you know, you know what I mean, so I think nice. even, like, having context of what was to where yeah. we are now has been really helpful, um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they definitely made an impact.
0: Now, I, uh, we, you sort of mentioned it, this was University of Pennsylvania you studied psychology at?
2: Uh, no, it was, uh, it was, a uh, a, a state university, it's state called university. East Stroudsburg. Okay. um, And that was definitely a, uh, you know, I went there, I I liked it there. Um, My brother had a friend that was there, and Mm -hmm. they took me on a college visit, and I think they got me hammered. Um, (laughs) That'll happen. Yeah, that will happen. So I'm like, oh, I'll go here. Um, So it sounded good. And it was another thing, like psychology, it was just kind of like, you know, I I was always kind of interested in everything.
0: It's tough when you're interested in everything.
2: Yep. (laughs) Yep. You know, all my brothers are distinctly different. My one brother isn't tax lawyer, my other brother's in marketing, my other mm. brother's a, a lawyer, um, and uh, they all had these interests that they're very passionate about, so I'm like, oh, that's all really cool. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's great, and they just basically sell me on it. They got on their soapbox, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do.
0: Well, I think that's what I tell my kids all the time, I work in the education thing, yeah. it's like, when you don't know what to do, I think the best thing sometimes is look at people in your life who you consider successful, right? What what is your, and it's like, these are the people who you really talk to. Like, I can sit here as your educator teacher talk to you about getting Pell Grants and loans and college stuff, but if you don't know if you like something, I can't tell you if you like something. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think that's
2: where I struggled. You know, that was another thing about where, you know, where we were, uh, you know, generationally. Yeah. uh, I had teachers that were, new teachers when my dad was in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they were kind of on their way out. So, they were just like, i'm out you know mentally uh you know they i did get a lot of guidance quote unquote from my from my educators about what to necessarily do i don't think anybody ever really asked me that question i'm like where do you want to be what are you thinking to do i think they they might have but it wasn't anything significant in my mind
0: i think that's happening again now yeah
2: because the world
0: moves so much faster now there is a huge at least from what i see in my like school life right if you ever, if you're a teacher who's within like three or four years of retirement, you are totally detached from the kids. Cause yeah, you're that like senioritis.
2: World. You just don't.
0: You just don't. It, the world is so different now yeah. than it was. Like you know, what I mean, I, I have kids who just refuse to read. Right. Right. And instead of being like, "What's wrong with you, kids? Why don't you read?" I have to find, like, differentiated instruction. Like, okay, you Um, don't want to read this. Right. How about I go to YouTube and watch a video of somebody reading this? Right. Because (laughs) even though I think this is absolutely insane that you can't comprehend that you want to sit down and read because it's boring for you. Right. Like, this is something that you can do, and you will be able to understand the story and finish the project. So right. I'm going to have to, like, meet you halfway here. Right. And I think that somewhere along the line, like, with younger teachers and older teachers, there is a divide in terms of, sure. like, am I going to meet you halfway with this technology thing? Right. A lot of the old timers will not.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the old timers in our school, yeah. still in school still wanted to, mm-hmm. like, crack your knuckles with the ruler. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. you will learn this because you will need to learn yeah. this. And I was, and I, and I had that happen a couple times where I'm like, I've raised my question, I'm like, why do I need this? Yeah. Because you need it. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> I was I, like, I, I was like very Socratic at at a you know young age, you know, and.
0: Well, I think about it with all like this stuff, like the cell phones and the
2: video yeah. games, and TV. It's like we
0: gave all these kids streaming
2: devices and yeah. cell phones
0: in their pockets and video games, and then we get mad at them. We're like, you're distracted. It's like, right. Of course, you're
2: distracted. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I, I can, you know, as a parent, I'm like my, 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 wife and I are always like, oh my gosh, we, we just, you know, she, could you please sleep so we just have a minute, you yeah, know, and I, exactly. um, because she's, you know, she's an infant and she, they, they're very self-centered and as oh. they should be because they're, you know, still figuring out the world <laughs> exactly, and, um, but they need to, you know, I think a lot of times parent, it became like a necessity because. You can no longer be a stay, you know, it's harder and harder to be a stay at home yeah. mom or dad, mm-hmm. and at least one uh, parent. Um, and so you're just trying to find time to get other things done. And you're like, okay, well, here's the iPad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go go over here so I can cook dinner. It's, you know, it's true.
0: And that's, and now my sister struggles with this all the time because her kids are getting in that like 10, yeah. 12, 13 range. And they, like, it, becomes a struggle. It's like, I want to give this to you because I need 30 seconds to do yeah. something that's not, like, get complained at, right? <laughs> yeah, like, no,
2: for sure. And I think that also, you know, it, it creates this almost, like, imaginary tether. Yeah. Uh, that everybody's connected to something all the time, whether it's your the d- digital devices or your vehicles. Yeah. You know, you're, you are trying to, to conserve or, or utilize as much time as possible that It's eliminating, as Mark Fenton, who's a walkability expert in Mm. in the country, talks about free range kids. Yeah, and and we're losing our free range kids (laughs) um, because they need to always. They're (laughs) losing because of like safety. They're worried. They're not walking to schools anymore. Um, They're not doing that sort of stuff. Um, They can't organize their own event because Mm. it all has to be organized because it's all about safety. What if a kid gets hurt? Sure. You know, who's, like that, yeah, yeah, who's got, who's liable for someone, you know, someone having a pickup up with the ball game on their yard and the kid breaks his arm, yeah. and all of a sudden the parents go, like, very litigious now, and, um you know, so you're losing that free range, and that's what is ultimately making people less active and involved in their, like, downtowns and so on and so forth. Kids
0: laugh at me when I tell no. them that, like, I would, like, leave in the morning, and, like, go down to my buddy's house and then go home for dinner. And if I didn't, my mom would yell from the front porch that I could hear her. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Weird, like, they're like, whatever, what are you, from the 50s? Like, you know what I mean? like, yeah. They say, and it's like, no, the late 90s. This isn't, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm
2: not, <laughs> you'll understand one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of the
0: kids from It. You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, no. so, like.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's caused a lot of issues culturally. And I think it was, yeah. you know, a lot of it has been rooted in, you know, our car-centric.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I got I got to ask you this because we've gone much farther in all sorts of directions than I had planned to. That's fine. That's the way we do things right. here. Uh, but I want to ask you a bit about uh, Christopher Henry Designs. Yeah. Um, just because, like, looking at your college stuff, right? You had the psychology thing, and then yeah. according to your Facebook, again, I'm taking this from Facebook. Yeah. You went to George Washington University for international
2: relations. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So when I went into, uh, I went to grad school number one to get into landscape architecture.
0: Yeah. Uh, What is landscape architecture for people who don't know, by the way? Okay, landscape
2: architecture is is literally like architecture, but centric bound landscape, outdoor spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a licensing exam for people that want to have, you know, a a more commercialized firm where they have to stamp drawings Mm -hmm. because they have to go to uh, construction and it's an insurance thing. Um, You know, I can't literally call myself a landscape architect because I don't have my license, but I have the training of a landscape architect. Sure. and you know a famous landscape architect is Frederick Law Olmsted. He designed Central mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a landscape architect designed the 9/11 memorial in, oh, yeah. in, in New York City. Uh, a landscape architect did the uh, Vietnam Memorial. Mm-hmm. Which so is beautiful by like exactly, she, just, like, she, did, see she see did that labs, when Street, she was yeah. 21 years old. Yeah. Uh, Mile Lin, I think, and she, yeah, and Imagine that peaking at twenty one. Don't get me wrong; she's done really good work, something, but that's like the thing she'll be known for. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I was in DC last week, and just walking through some of the any of the various monuments. Not even like the big time, like uh, Washington Jefferson monuments. You go through some like the World War II monuments. Just there is so much, like, detail. Yeah, I mean, you can
2: look at that memorial specifically, you can see, like, the one fountain, it looks like it's emptying into the reflection holes. And they were built decades apart.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So (laughs) that's that's (laughs) where
2: landscape architect takes, you know, the context of the surrounding Mm -hmm. areas and tries to incorporate and design. It's more of, like, an inductive process.
0: Were you thinking about landscape architecture in college? No, not at all. all. I didn't
2: even know about it until after I graduated. I worked in Stoneyard in a bluestone uh wholesale mm. company of in, in my near my hometown. It's Bluestone is very prevalent in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's known throughout the world for it. And uh I just was like basically I was a project manager. Uh, I was still like loading pallets. I was doing very physical labor. Yeah, yeah. Um I worked at a golf course through college a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um my uncle was a superintendent at a nice. golf course in Binghamton. Um they yeah I have family in New York so I've been coming to New York oh, yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. life. And so I, I you know, uh, grounds. So I was always kind of into it. Um, I worked on, uh, help volunteer at the baseball fields with my dad when I was younger. So I was always into grounds maintenance sure. kind of stuff. And then, uh, when I got done w- with school and I was working the Blue St- Stone Yard, I'm, I would see, like, drawings come across my yeah. table, trying, mm-hmm. I'd have to spec out material, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I'm like, I could do this. It's, it was all CAD plans, you know, mm-hmm. AutoCAD. And, I remember that
0: yeah. briefly in school. Like, they gave us that, like, the last day of being a senior. Yeah. Like, hey, just so you know, yeah, you check do this. this out. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: the future, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and But it was interesting. When I was at the golf course, I met a landscape architect. Yeah. Oh, well, he was a, a landscape designer, mm-hmm. to be the official. And he. You know, I was kind of interested in what he was saying. We'd come in and he would talk about plans and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And you, what do you do? I'm like, oh, yeah. I went to school for landscape architecture. I'm like, that's interesting. I'd see these plans and I'm like, I think this is what a landscape architect does. I'd kind of hmm. be into this when I was at the Bluestone and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm into that. And so it was like, I think early August, I'm like, you know what? I want to go out of grad school for yeah. landscape architecture. Mm. What's the cheapest program I can go to <laughs> that's nearby? Yeah. And, well, what was the most... What well, was the program that gave the most value? Mm-hmm. I should say, you know, bang for buck. And the top one, not only was it a good program, but it also was fairly inexpensive. Was uh, SUNY ESF mm-hmm. in Syracuse? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I also thought, thought it was fairly attractive. That it was located on Syracuse's campus, oh, yeah. and there was some, some reciprocity there. I happened to go on a uh, school visit with my sister the yeah, year yeah. or two before. I'm like, wow, this is this is a pretty nice campus, and. uh so I, I think three weeks before the, the program started, it was 107, I think, that day. Uh, and I, and I, I'm not even exaggerating. It was that hot. And I wore a three-piece suit. I drove to Syracuse. Oh I couldn't find parking. I didn't know where to park. Of course not. And, and I, I, I think I walked five to seven blocks to meet with the, the, the uh, head of the landscape architecture department. And he literally told me after I got in, and it yeah. was like two or three years later, right when I was finishing up the program, he's like, that, because he wore a suit on that oh, day, yeah? it drove from Pennsylvania <laughs> to see me, was the reason why he got into the program. Oh,
0: yeah, and it's funny too, when I talk to my kids about like, getting ready for like the real world and college stuff and resumes, I'm like, look, you can give your resume to somebody, but as a person who's looked at resumes... Once you get about 10, 12, 15 resumes, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, you're over it. You remember different things than what you would expect when people walk in. Right. It's not always like, was he the best discussion? Was yeah, the best? yeah,
2: what was his GPA? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's always it's always something else. It's always yeah. a little moment or... The intangible. Yeah, those intangible sort of un, uncalculable moments that just exist in human yeah. contact, which is what scares me with the way that humans interact these days. Right. We don't, like, talk face-to-face anymore. Right. Because we don't have to. Sure. Uh, now, i got to ask you this. Um, you, uh, you've you been a big help to Justin Parkinson from Made in Utica, yeah. who's really reached out a lot to you with like renderings and stuff, yep. Handshake City. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, that's sort of uh, the reason that I initially was intrigued to bring you on, because he had talked to me about all the stuff you had done yeah. for him. How did you initially uh, get in running to Justin, running the Made in Utica stuff, get uh, worked in this Handshake City thing?
2: It was Katie Riley. Oh, yeah, Katie. Um, yeah. yeah, we... Uh, my wife was friends with her through Catalyst. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, she had a you know, good relationship, and so she knew uh, my background. But when she met me, I was working for a local landscaping company because I, I had my own business in Syracuse, met my wife, mm. moved to Utica, needed a job, worked for a local landscaping oh, company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but she knew that my background was in landscape design, so she, I think that was kind of the the catalyst for her to reach out to me and uh see if they i'd be willing to help and and i was absolutely willing to help so
0: well i think i I appreciated it a lot simply from the fact that you know i was down there yesterday which is the first time i've been down there since the actual uh, containers have been dropped right and i think that now that the containers are in the park yeah and i was down there the last few days you do sort of get a better feel for, like, the size and scope of it. Because initially, when you know, before I look at your renderings that yeah. we, we, we've been using a lot of, when I drove down to that lot with Parkinson the first time, like, six months ago, right, or five months ago, or whatever it was when we first went down there, it was hard to look one for one at the lot and be like, okay, this will be where this is, and this is yeah. where... I, mean, I think the renderings and even just, you know, even just being around enough of it Help give you some idea and give you that excitement to see yeah. what could be, right? Right. So. And
2: people always have a hard time uh, visualizing three dimensional spaces in yeah. their head. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, me, I always had a, a knack for it because I, I was so into Legos. Oh yeah. And I, I <laughs> you know, and I was, uh, you know, and I think that's what always excited me. It's so funny. I tell people all the time. I, I hated art when I was growing up. Yeah. I hated it yeah. for that reason. As I said before, and. It wasn't until I could re- I found out that art could solve a problem mm-hmm. that, uh, and help people strategize and come up with a, a, a greater solution uh, that I really fell in love with it. And that didn't happen, And like I said, until probably my first year of grad school. I didn't really con- conceptualize what, what I could do. Um, so I think with the Handshake City project, it was difficult to visualize for people, especially yeah. since container retail container space is a, a concept that older generations especially oh, they yeah. can't grasp. I had someone tell me the other day that they're like I don't get this whole millennial thing of containers being a store yeah. right. And I'm like <laughs> and I had someone else say it's like well is, is it like a tent city you know from like the Hoover era <laughs> like depression. <a> shantyville. <laughs> yeah, it's just shantyville like it's going to be very like derelict and uh, like why are we going to introduce this to our, our city and I'm just like okay. So I need to draw my draw and color my way. And to helping sell this to another generation, you know? And I think you can, if you can add a little bit of mystique through some of the rendering styles, it can get people to buy into the emotion of the thing, you know?
0: You know, and I think, and it's true, too, because with, even for me, even as a guy who's in my early 30s, when, I think just because I know Justin and Katie so well, right? So when Justin comes in talking to me about... Container parks. Yeah, he's got a model built on his table upstairs with like Lego blocks. And, yeah, and he's and,
2: excited. And he's
0: yeah. And part of me's like, well, wait, hang on a second, right? Like, wait, what do you, you know? And what are you talking me, about? <laughs> it took me a minute, even as somebody who's like on the team. To yeah, be like, wait, what do you want to do?
2: Right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So,
0: I I'm not naive to the idea. Sure. People hear container park and they're like, we need further information. Right. Like I yeah. Get, yeah, not, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I,
0: I would say even just being in the building yesterday, being in the Massey building, and doing some work there, and working out in the, on the on the lot, and working with the containers, I'm starting to see a better idea of what it could be and yeah. where it's going to go. And I'm looking forward to. That no, that's site. good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the, the the hard part for for a lot of people. And you know, it's this thing has had to move so quickly. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. That, in terms of process. I would definitely would have wanted a few more plans. Oh, yeah. A lot more site analysis. Um, you know, in terms of, a, like, a development project, it, it definitely yeah. kind of... Uh, we jumped some steps here and there. But that's because yeah. to, to get it done, I mean, we didn't... Well, I mean, we didn't know that we would have the, the Boilermaker lot available. Yeah. So it was overgrown. We didn't know what was in there. And then when we finally got it cleared, we found out basically a whole foundation's in there. Yeah. Which yeah. affected our ability to put... A container. We originally thought we had roughly a hundred feet right of road along Division Street mm-hmm. to put two containers and then another two along the, the you know the north and south part of the lot.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And that would obviously make a, a big courtyard. Mm-hmm. Now it's like okay, it's not quite a courtyard, so we need to reimagine yes. the s- spot. You know, and I
0: think that it's important too that when you're doing something like this, uh, you have to have that sort of fluid mentality yeah. in your mind. It can't be as concrete always especially when you're sort of taking into account different things and, and look I'm not I'm not ragging on the city or anything yeah. but you know we're also kind of hurry up and wait
2: I mean yeah. you get
0: approved for something then you gotta wait three months for someone to sign a piece of paper so you can start well yeah a bang, and a lot of times becomes,
2: there's like Public notices have to go Yeah, out there's a lot and, to it. And yeah. I'm not
0: ragging on anybody because I don't know the process of what yeah. you have to go through to make these things happen. Sure. But I can say from our ass, from our side of it, you know, for two weeks when we're sitting here talking about stuff, it's like, man, I wish we could start this right now. Right. Right. Mean, like, yeah. There's that certain I level know. of just like excitement.
2: Uh, yeah, and I think that's a lot, the hard thing for uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people. You know, my day job is that I'm a, an urban planner yeah. for Oneida County. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to wear my Christopher Henry Designs hat. I can't. I try not to engage with the city on the behalf of sure. the handshake city, or the county, or or I and I definitely don't deal with the county, yeah certainly um, sure, sure because I have to be very you know be conscious of my day job, um, but that's also why I've been able to help Justin and Katie with that aspect of me, like well you know calm them down when they're like well we got to like it takes this much time you know yeah. it, it <laughs> takes. Uh, uh, you have to talk to this person, you need to make sure you get this figured out, so down the line, it's not going to hurt us down, you know, they have to make sure that they're they're um, considering all the aspects of, of a project on behalf of the, the basically the citizenry of Utica and, and all the visitors, so. Uh,
0: again, folks, go to the Facebook page, Christopher Henry Designs uh, you have a website coming up later this year. Yeah, sometime, it'll, be yeah.
2: Same, yeah it'll be the same time, a thing as www.christopherhenrydesigns.com. I think there's even an under construction nice. um, page that's up. If not, I'll make sure that gets there. Uh, um, so
0: so check that out. Uh, check out on Facebook. A lot of cool stuff. I do want to ask you a couple cute, quick things before we head out today. I know I've already yeah. kept you longer than I planned on keeping you. Yeah,
2: um, no problem.
0: So uh, I think that uh, for a lot of folks... In the Maiden Utica sphere of influence, in the Uticast made sphere of yeah. influence, like, uh, I think that they would get a lot out of the 2016 TEDx Utica talk that you did. Uh, sure. It's called Where Am I? I yeah. found it on your Christopher Design webpage on yeah. Facebook, but I'm sure that if you type in TEDx Utica, you'd, you'd yeah, find it. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about a lot of things that I think it wasn't like, you know, don't get me wrong, I, mean, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't mind blowing. The stuff you're talking about to me, a lot of it made sense, right? Like right. because I'm from this area, sure. But I think you said a lot of things that really, uh, really were intriguing for a lot of people. Particularly, you talked about the idea of placemakers and the power of ten.
2: Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Can You
0: explain that power of ten plus thing first. I, I mean, for
2: uh, well, basically, the goal is to get everything to consider a site or a place mm-hmm. as comprehensively as possible, right? All right. And so I guess I could summarize it into three questions, mm-hmm. which is uh, I think, um, is this is this space important? Uh, is it connected? And is it an asset? And if you can mm-hmm. answer those yeah, questions, yeah. Um, I, I might even mess that up. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I have notes. I, have, I wanted to make because I thought you might ask this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so it was like, oh, I'm sorry. How many nearby? So how many, how many yeah. nearby? is it important and how's it connected sure. those are the three things mm-hmm. um, and if you can and that's what you really need to do and so when i say the power of 10 it's it's going to almost inherently force you to consider things that would answer those questions like right. uh, how's it connected that's one you know the aesthetic of a building that's two um, the people involved could be three or four depending yeah. on who and how they're involved like say in a, you know, you get an artist that can provide sculpture. Right. Uh, so all of a sudden, you have a sculptural element that you didn't have before, and it's connected to this other business mm-hmm. over here. So, are yeah, are you can, like, it doesn't necessarily have to mean when I say connected, it can be by road, or For is sure. it through a relationship connection? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you start checking all these boxes off, and this power of 10, uh, it's from um, placemakers.com. It's, yeah. it's, there's a whole thing, it all comes from Jane Jacobs, who's a, an urban planner. and. Nice. Um, and it all comes from this whole thing about making uh, communities less car-centric yeah. because it can create disconnection. I mean, one of the yeah. biggest challenges Syracuse has is the fact that 81 cut cut their city and it created this, like, segmenting of, like, you know, the west and east side of Syracuse. I you mean, know. I don't know if you were in the rooms for it when the conversations
0: were had, but almost every Handshake City conversation in the planning stages ended up with the phrase, yeah, but what about parking? Like every right. yeah. single I know. one I to know. the point where it has become sort of an inside joke with me and Justin. Where yeah. I'm like, no matter what we're talking about, I'm like, yeah, but is there parking? Like, right? Like, yeah, like, I know, yeah. I know.
2: And and people don't realize. People think parking is something that has, and that's another thing about yeah. play. You know, place making is like parking. It's how you deal with it, and, it, and you know, you could do aesthetic things to it mm-hmm. to make it more of an asset. And in, in Europe, they call it a car park. Yeah, you know, and it's that and people, that more evokes like a you know landscape. Experience, you know, opposed to a car experience. Um, So there's a solution to that instead of, you know, no, there's not parking on site, but we can shuttle you there. Yeah, exactly. Or it's a five minute walk, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why a lot of times you'll see render, you know, people do drawings with a five minute walking for an average 40 year old person. That's healthy. Mm -hmm. How far they'd be able to travel from like the epicenter of your project. Um, So they're like, oh wait, I can park there. You know, what can think of the odd people are parking all over. Yeah, and they walk. Yeah, and they're like, they'll walk five minutes because there's something drawing them there. There's something that you know. Yeah, and so so when you when you start creating putting elements into a space that uh, you know you consider the building, okay, that's one element of the power of ten, like the building and the aesthetic of the building. What's Mm. in it? How people see it? How people get to it? Those are all things you check off. Is like, look, I've considered. There's ten or more elements to this site that has been rigorously considered, um, and there's enough people. And that's another thing about placemaking; it's it's a community project. It's process. It's about getting enough people to have input because you can't have a space for everybody unless everybody has input. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing about Handshake City is to is ultimately is a community economic initiative. Yeah. Um, it can be a template to to run. Renovate derelict sites throughout the city, um, which is funny because most times I walk into any major like big time
0: business around Handshake City, mm-hmm. I'm usually getting like the same guy. Oh, yeah, weirdly, and I don't know what it is. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, like it's much like anything else. I, I think of it like when I was playing in bands, right? Mm-hmm. When you play on a on a set of four bands, five bands, you want everyone to be good because you want the show to be good and you want people to come. Yeah. one of those five bands. You also want to be the best of those. Five. Yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah. I yes, know. I want all these people to succeed, but I also want.
2: But our don't thing. take my business. Don't take
0: my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah, think, and that's. Yeah. It's a
2: hard thing, but there you know there's a reason why fast food chains locate near each other. Yes, you know there's yeah. As People are like, well, I need something to eat.
0: They know else. generally where to go. <laughs> uh,
2: so I, you know, and there's nothing wrong with generating foot traffic, and you yeah. know, the yes, there will be slight competition, but. Is it necessarily their same market?
0: No, I don't think. I think competition in it, in most aspects is usually a good thing, yeah. right, for the most part. Yeah. I don't think we need 17 more coffee shops to compete with the 17 we already have, right, right. Like, to a certain extent, and you don't want to oversaturate your market with stuff. But, again, I think that to have multiple options for people and consumers is never a bad thing, right. necessarily. And
2: right, and it's those multiple options that get people yeah. walking. Yeah. I, I mean, think of Manhattan, Right you said you're you from New York time. City time yeah time you go, oh, think, oh Brooklyn well <laughs> um, you know so you go to New York City and the reason why you know two or three city blocks yeah. would basically take you almost through the whole part of Utica, like the whole major center of Utica mm-hmm. you know yeah. um Oh, yeah. and, and you can walk it without even thinking in New York.
0: You pass things in New York that you wouldn't, that you would never stop. I mean, you wouldn't stop at a place in New York that would be a big deal somewhere else, right? Right.
2: Like, but the reason mm-hmm. why it's not a big deal for you to walk is because there's always something to engage you. Yes. And yes. you're just That's like, great. like there's times where I visited my brother and I'm walking. I'm like, ooh, there's a candy store. You know? There's So many things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh wait, there's an, that that little Japanese gizmo shop. That's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Um. So it's like. The, it, People want more walkability and bikeability in Unica. Mm -hmm. Well, they also have to be down for more things happening there. Like, I thought of the Boilermaker. Oh, yeah. Down in, in, you know, towards Lower Lower Genesee Street where Unica Coffee and Bite Bakery uh, and, and, you know, Franklin Square, Bag Square and then Bite Bakery, people were walking all over the place. And it's because there was an event and it created, like, this huge connection and energy Mm -hmm. and, you know... It, it, it makes you reminiscent of, like, wow, this is what the city was like when there was 100,000 people. That's true. You know? There's a threshold. August
0: 24th, downtown get-down. Downtown, Oh uh, yeah. just saying. Uh, <laughs> just That's another thing to get you down there. Free-promoting, free-promoting for myself. Yeah, That's yeah. It. Hey, if I'm not going to do it, nobody else will. Uh, yeah, I a,
2: advocate for yourself.
0: Chris, I had, a, I had a parent's corner for you, but I'm going to slide away from it just say this. I know you are a relatively new father. Yes. All right. Uh, I also noticed on your Facebook page you're a... Fallout video game person. So I'm gonna, Oh yeah. So I'm gonna ask this, how much has your video game playing fallen off since oh,
2: you got... Oh basically it? almost non-existent. <laughs> I, I do not I haven't played video games much. I mean video games is my like escape and <laughs> there's just no escaping the, the needs of my child. I do think it's interesting
0: as a guy who played video games for such a long time. That video games have become such like a big shifting part of the, the kids and the way video games are like there's more video games now, right?
2: They're, yeah, they, they seem to be coming out with one every week, and it does seem like more people
0: are playing video games
2: now. Yeah, it's right? not like, as much as like a, it's it not used not a to niche be. Item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be like, oh, you're a video gamer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go in your that. dungeon. Yeah, there's none of that yeah. anymore. It's like, oh yeah, I play video games. So oh, that's what like, do you play? Yeah, you play now it's like, oh, what do you play? You play Madden. You FIFA yeah, Madden. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. What's, what do you? What do you? Doing? <laughs> Call of Duty, bro? Do you even lift?
0: <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm going to do some lightning round questions with you before you sure. before we head out here. These are the same five or six questions we ask everybody who's been on okay. the show. Uh, and easy one to start off, Chris. When you wake up in the morning, Chris Henry of Chris Henry Designs. How do you take your coffee?
2: Uh. Now it is just with a little bit of cream. Just a little bit of cream. Yep. Trying to get off the sugar. Yeah. My wife's like, you've been, you you use a lot of sugar. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was your first automobile? Uh,
2: I believe it was a Chevy Lumina. Chevy Lumina. White. Yeah, it was white. (laughs) And actually, that one I think got (laughs) flooded during uh, the. 2000 oh uh, yeah oh yeah. But yeah 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 uh, i can't remember what it was it got flooded out yeah
0: well you may or may not have taken your chevy lumina to see it but what was your first live music event
2: uh it was green day and nice. blink 182 at hershey uh, park in pennsylvania man That's yeah and, uh, i think uh That's good saves the <laughs> day was also the opener
0: you know i like saves the day growing i grew up in that sort of thing yeah jimmy world guy big like yeah, yeah, yeah. rock brand new yeah big, of course you can't say brand new nerd rock. rock. Yeah, nerd <laughs> rock, yeah. Uh, but Saves the Day is one of those bands where I have about five or six songs that I really really like. For yeah. Me. But like, I own a couple of the albums, and I feel like I should like this better than I do. Do you right. know what I'm saying like like I'm like I like this guy and I like these songs. It's like, why don't I like this album? Yeah, as as it's so
2: funny. My when we went yeah. to the concert and they were opening, it, and I'm like, who are these guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all right, I guess. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching.
2: Book, album, or show that I'm currently reading or movie. Or movie. Um movie. Currently watching Suits through Amazon. Nice. Yeah, I only Meghan see, Markles. I show. only
0: see advertisements for it during wrestling because they're on the same yeah. channel when I watch wrestling. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, hey, it's Meghan Markle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, you're married now. It's so weird that she's like a huge, massive, like. Outside of Like she's a Cultural star now and I don't know yeah, what Yeah right? it's was
2: like uh, I mean don't me me She was great She's good in the show
0: Yeah no I'm sure She's fine I'm Yeah just, like, <laughs> It's weird that like I just can't think Of what it would be like To be like I'm famous am on this television show Oh my god I'm
2: like the fifth I'm most the princess
0: person
2: in the world Right now dude. Oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's not silly. One of the most Yeah uh, Give me one person Living or dead
0: Who is not your family Who you would like To have dinner with
2: no, oh, oh boy, um, it's a great question. I think it would be Frederick Law Olmsted, mm, the, very grand, nice. the grandfather of landscape architecture, and it's not because of uh, it is p- partly because of my yeah, profession, yeah. but he was kind of the same upbringing as me. Like sure. I did, he was kind of wanderlust; he didn't know yeah. exactly what he wanted. He got he was in the gardening he was into this into that. He went to Europe for a while. He didn't get he didn't even he wasn't even a quote unquote designer. He actually had to hook up with this guy named Calvert Vox, who mm-hmm. was a draftsman that kind of drafted the plans for Central nice. Park. But he had the same kind of beginning that I did, I felt like, and I think a lot of landscape architecture people have the same experience.
0: And finally, Christopher Henry, besides landscape architecture, sides giving back to your community, sides your wife, child, besides your family, friends, me one more thing that you are passionate
2: about that I'm passionate about um, good question you know graphic design I've been in the graphic design thing lately, mm. but that's kind of too so let me give you something different completely um let's see I think it is video games video you know games. I'm <laughs> a bit I love video games so much <laughs> I just can't play them anymore I have about three to
0: four games left. For me, that I get excited about because I'm a wrestling guy. I still usually play the WWE, but to be honest, I used to play a lot of those. Parkinson and I, Mr. Maiden Utica, Justin Parkinson, we play a lot Mm -hmm. of them primarily to make characters, right? Yeah, yeah. The entire Maiden Utica staff plus like various uh, friends of the show have been made in video game form on the wrestling game. But, like, the game itself is broken and not fun, right? There's right. always, like, <laughs> right. a problem with it, right? There's a
2: lot of those games that are yeah. like that, yeah. So,
0: like, there's that. I still play FIFA just because I like to... I love soccer, right? Yeah at, yeah, at the end of the day. But, honestly, like, Bioshock and Fallout were the really the last two, like, video game franchises. Yeah, that I, I like play
2: a statics. lot of Skyrim, right? You know, we play like, in Skyrim? Everyone, yeah.
0: When I say Fallout, people tend to say, like, oh, you're a Skyrim guy, too? Because, like, it's the same company, right? Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, yeah Bethesda. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I, I should one of these days i miss, here's like my dirty little secret oh. I'm not a Game of Thrones uh, Lord of the Rings medieval you, fantasy guy I, I, this interview's over I'm not I'm not naive <laughs> enough to know that I'm in the minority I'm in the minority right. okay? <laughs> Game of Thrones is like the most popular television for yeah, yeah, the last yeah. 10 years I don't my buddy uh, I always go back to my buddy Adam who refers to that kind of thing as high fantasy Oh yeah. If, yeah. I don't do well with high fantasy right? I, gotcha. need, I need more of like Apocalyptic. By telling them
2: all your biographies yeah, and...
0: Yeah, I, you know. no, we
2: should see our library. My yeah. library
0: is loaded with apocalyptic fiction. So yeah. it, it's like the state... If the world
2: ends... Oh, you're, like this- are you, oh, are you a Walking Dead guy? No.
0: I, really? You know what's funny about Walking Dead? I got into the first three seasons. Yeah. And most people who jumped off Walking Dead jumped off right in that time frame. Yeah. I actually liked that second season that nobody liked the oh. where they were on the farm yeah. and... It's so slow. I'm like, yeah, but the build up got to a good place. Like yeah. at the end of it was a good reveal, and I was yeah. like, that was
2: cool. People my, are not into character building anymore. No, like you know. you
0: know what it is? In my big I think with a lot of shows, I realize I don't care about any of the characters after a while. This is the problem, oh. and I've yelled at Justin Parkinson about this because I can't show him now a show that's not a documentary oh. uh, or a non or a fiction show. Because he can't take fictional concerns oh. do you know what i'm saying yeah, like, well, yeah. it's like westworld it's like yeah it's like oh the robot is fighting for uh autonomy and it's yeah. like well do i care about a non-human like i don't i don't know if i care uh, about it. you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, yeah. you start he starts getting in that question thing and i think that why happens. do i care about
2: that <laughs> yeah do
0: i care about this fictional th- i think it's hard for people especially like in with the world around again not to get into politics World around us is kinda like scary and frustrating. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean for for a lot of different reasons. Not sure. you know, people get f- nervous and concerned with the world, right? Yeah. It seems silly sometimes to get caught up on something that isn't as important. But I think yeah. you need that. Like for yeah. a guy like
2: me, you need that sort
0: of moment to have that escapism, to feel yeah, good about yourself. But
2: you know, allegory has a lot of lessons. Yes, exactly. and exactly. I think sometimes get uh you know, it's almost like a form of meditation. Oh yeah. You know, some people they, they need like to just step away and not think and then oh, yeah. they have the answer. Well, I think sometimes when you're going in entertainment, high fantasy, those post apocalyptic mm-hmm. things, yeah. um, that there's a lot of f- lessons to be learned that can help solve some of the world's mm-hmm. problems. Like some of the technology came from Star Wars oh, yeah. and Star Trek. Oh yeah, know? they're like, wait, yeah, cell phone.
0: You know, think, like, and I think that's why I get in big like debates about stand up comedy. Yeah, right? because a lot of people are like, you go back watching like, old Chappelle show or old George Carlin, yeah. and it's like, this is offensive now. Now, right? Right, right now. But it's like, yeah, but you got to think that at the time and during, even now, right, comedy, stand-up comedy sort of allows you to unpack unsavory issues in a way that is palatable for a lot of people, right? Yeah. I think it's important to be able to sort of tease and prod things that make us uncomfortable because that's how we gain control over them, right? Yeah. And I think that fictional television, along those same ways allows you to sort of regain control about broader subjects yeah yeah bad morality and things you care about helps you you yeah, it, it helps you cope and it used to
2: be for a lot of people Used to, you know it used to be a religion yeah it helped them understand broad difficult concepts when they were mostly illiterate exactly so. great
0: point Christopher, thank you so much for
2: joining me. It's a real
0: pleasure. Uh, thank you for having me. I didn't call you Christopher until right to the end. Yeah,
2: you me? ruined Sorry about <laughs> it. No, no, that's all right. Uh, you know, just like I said, I've been called a lot of things, so that's the least of my worries. Chris, best of luck going forward. Thank, thank you, you so for everything.
0: Uh, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Chris Henry, and 20 minutes of me and Justin talking about (laughs) Handshake City, uh, we figured, why not do something a little out there? Uh, Kevin, by the way, I talked to Kevin in between time we did the interview, he is not going to be back from Boston. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan now. I'm calling it. <laughs> hottest take. He did say that uh, he wanted to let everyone know that Radiohead is the greatest band of all time. <laughs> that was a direct quote from him, so I guess he did oh, go right. see them. Yes. Or he's just really... <laughs> he like, was supposed minutes. to go for
1: two nights, so
0: yeah. I think they went for two uh, shows. I, I don't know if he's coming back late tonight or early tomorrow or whatever, but it doesn't seem like he'll be here tonight. And Heather's, uh, Heather's this wonderful son, Kaz, is sick, so she's home. There's no, she's not even, She doesn't even have a babysitter today. She's home all day. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not in daycare, so... I told her to just take it easy. Pump the brakes a little bit. And then bit. she said, please don't let me get out of the house for like an hour. I was like, you can leave if you want. But you <laughs> you just tell them you have the podcast. Yeah. And then you can come down. Uh, so, Justin, thanks for sticking by. No problem. Uh, and I guess since, yeah, if people are still here, we'll do about 10 minutes on this. Since I just posted. Uh, are the official Udicast, uh, 2018, 2019 Premier League likability chart. Which are
1: totally it. picked at random, right? Like, so you give me teams in a random order and then I, I rank them and yeah, then yeah. I pick teams in a completely different random order back at you. So we didn't like measure back and no, forth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, the
0: way, so the way the chart works for people, I posted it on Udicast and I think you retweeted mm-hmm, tweeted it. Yep. Um, The way the chart works, and I have an idea for what we could do with this, is that we just start with our favorite team, and then our least favorite team, and then we pick a team in the middle.
1: Yeah, don't necessarily care about too
0: much. Yeah, (laughs) it's a vague middle team. For me, it was uh, Crystal Palace. For you, it was Wolverhampton. Yep. And then we just rank the teams on whether we like them better than any other team. So the teams that are at the top are the teams we like the most. Yep. Teams at the bottom, the teams we dislike the most. There's really not much else to it. It's not some sort of scientific chart. That's true. Necessarily. But it is the beginning of the Premier League season. Starts yep. in two weeks.
1: And that's how I kind of measured mine going through was on watchability. So I'm looking at it if like, if yeah, a, ga- yeah, yeah. a team's on, this is who I would rather watch over <laughs> other games. You know what I mean? So I if we're stacking two of my 15th and 16th team, but I got a number three on somewhere, and, I'm yeah. taking it. Even if it's against my number 20. You know, I initially
0: posted it as watchability. And that's actually initially how this chart started. Because yeah. when we would watch mid-level games during the day we're like well let's figure out what Yeah, yeah, go, like to the the yeah go, go to the Yeah, go to the ranking So we got a 3 and a 7 playing today uh, So a couple things that's sort of how we make the chart and yeah. I thought for anyone Because
1: there's a couple games going on in Premier League too so we'll like measure up if both of us are yes. watching then we can like pick one that we're kind yeah. of
0: both neutral if about Liverpool liking If Everton are not playing yeah. it's like well Brighton and Tottenham are playing I like them better than Newcastle <laughs> and West Ham so yeah, let's watch exactly, that game exactly, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. Yep. Now, uh, the reason I thought about this is you know Premier League, I think, with the World Cup just happening, I know the U.S. wasn't in it. Uh, I think that soccer and football, whatever you want to call it, I'll, I'm sure I'll call it both of <laughs> them. Both yeah. the of this. Um, I think people start are more interested in it now. I'm seeing even our good friend Steve came around on soccer this yeah. year by uh, uh, nature of being like around. It dream, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, <laughs> just uh, tons of it on them. I think it's getting more and more popular. Yeah. So I thought about uh, maybe we just run through some teams here and help people who may. Be interested in picking a team and rooting for a team this year all right yeah i think that's because you kind of do that
1: with a lot of people who jump in you yeah. know what i mean like that's kind of the thing for, is yeah. yeah find out pick
0: somebody and go with it and then you'll probably end up regretting it but <laughs> so i figure we'll start with like the the top six teams right mm-hmm. we'll just the, the most popular teams and then we'll do uh you know uh and then we'll pick some sleeper teams that people can root for otherwise right so who, who are the best teams in the league manchester city if you're, you're yeah. if you're new to soccer, uh, Manchester City is the best team. I think Man
1: United's the one you've heard of first, but you've Man City's Man. fast on the rise to probably surplant that or be at least equal to. I'm like Man City's spending, they're not stopping and. Uh, they're going to be the next level, yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. But Man United's probably the team everybody knows. They're the Yankees. Is Can that you pull right? Pull up
0: their depth chart for me. Uh, I think Man, you know, Man City. You look at they—they they had one of the greatest Premier League seasons of all time last year. They only yeah. lost one game to my beloved Liverpool, and even that, it was sort of consolation, really, because they—they out. They outpaced everybody by about 14 points, yeah. 15 points, which yeah. in soccer is a lot. Yeah, uh, and that
1: was done, like, halfway through the season. They were so far ahead that yeah. it became, like, a so, waiting game of when they were clinching. It wasn't, like, if, yeah. but when, I Would guess. Would you
0: say that rooting for Manchester City is, like, rooting for Golden State now? Is it, like, the team that's supposed to win, and if yes. you root for them, you expect them to win the championship? Yes. Okay. I yeah, think I right.
1: think even within Manchester City's, and that's the thing to a testament the team themselves spend a lot of money, they expect Excellence, and if yeah. you don't get it, they'll move on from you too. So there's a higher standard too from ownership. I think mm. at Man City and some of these higher club teams, where they don't have like patience to build anything, yeah. so they expect to win every year. So their fans should, you know.
0: Yeah, so I'd say if you if you're looking for a sure thing, they're the new to, Yankees yeah, of sorts. Yeah, that's you, what I compare yeah, yeah, them to. Yankees, they're the new Yankees. You're looking for a team that. uh that you can feel comfortable if you choose to root for them this year,
1: they will win. Yep, it's they'll Manchester spend the money, City. they'll go for the best players, All they right. want the best coaches. That's Man City. So that's good.
0: So let's move past Man City then. Let's go to uh, let's go to Liverpool. Liverpool's probably the the team that people are talking about the, Red the Sox. most. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> to compare. Them, so uh, as a diehard Liverpool fan and a diehard Yankees fan, mm-hmm. I find the the close analogy between Red Sox and Liverpool to be a little unsettling. Yeah. Um, this is a team that was the best team in England for many years in the 80s and parts of the early 90s. They won Champions League in 2005 with Steven Gerrard That the Miracle in Istanbul. It's a great YouTube video. Go look it up. And they've come on hard times. have not won the Premier League since its inception. That's almost 28 yeah. years ago. So they've never um, captured a league ne- title. Yeah, they won the title won. but before it was the right, Premier League. Right. right. They've won other things since then, but the narrative is that this is a team that has fallen from grace from where they once were and have sort of built themselves back up. Yep. I do think this is the best Liverpool team in like ten years. They're, with the additions I that mean, they have,
1: yeah, and they they put the Champions League run allowed them, I think, some flexibility for better players and spend more money. So I think they're going to be just naturally stacked at the start of the season, which is probably a relief versus trying to load up midway through.
0: Yeah, I think you know you look at the three big signings, and these names aren't going to mean anything to anybody outside of soccer. But you look at uh, Naby Keita yeah. and uh, and Fabinho. And then you look at Allison, and these are three big... The muscle, big hamster the muscle Hamster, too. who Muscle Hamster security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's,
1: I mean, they're they're spending cash. And they yeah. got Van Dyke Pryor. Um, I mean, like, they're going to get a full season with him as well, which they only yeah, had half of Van last Dike, year. So, I mean, that's almost defender. like, yeah. it's yeah, almost the highest-paid
0: defender and the highest-paid goalkeeper in yeah. the league. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that if you're looking for a hot team, a team that has a lot of high ceiling that people expect to be good, play fast, lots of goals. Um, yeah, they score. They're fun to watch. For the we said this earlier. It's going to
1: be different though with uh, the new goalkeeper. I don't know how much they're going to be a lot better defensively. Yeah, I, think, I think with so. a better keeper and then so. Van Dyke for a full year, so it might not be yeah, as a lot
0: of expectations. Back and though. forth though, I, I think they've put you've put behind any talk of like this team being like having a struggle now because yeah. they've spent the money.
1: Liverpool would love. To be in the Man City expectation where every year they just are expected yeah. to win, right? And like, now, they're almost yeah. there to where
0: they're going they like to be, like, every year type of guys. Yeah. Now yeah. they got to see if they can do it. Yep. Let's move on from Liverpool. Let's go to uh, Chelsea. Eh. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Chelsea. Yeah. Right? They're
1: another one of the most popular teams in the world. It's like the Knicks, like but without <sighs> no, being no, no, good. Not. But the Knicks aren't good. Don't get me with that. It's just they're they seem so... They have something where people, like, like them and stick around. But they seem like they're a mess all the time. Like, either players leaving or coaches never uh, staying. Even if they're winning type of deal. But it's like being... It, the reason why I compare it to the Knicks is because it's, like, it's almost like it's that hotbed team. Takeaway market or whatever the thing is. But, like, a lot of people know Chelsea and they have kind of this this thing. You know what I mean? Chelsea and feels,
0: like, See, more than any other team, Chelsea feels like the Yankees. James today. Dolan could Do own Chelsea. Mean? That's basically what Chelsea I'm getting at. They're, they're that crazy. Rigid? And very yeah. much, like, a team that's trying to do things a particular way. The, the coach and the manager and the players are not in charge. Like, the owners yep. are in charge of Chelsea. Right. right. And it feels like everything comes from... Very corporate. Yeah, it sorts. feels very yeah. corporate. Not, and it's like to... It, I don't know. They're it's not quit. that they're not great. They have a lot of yeah. great players. I think Willian is amazing. I think he, Hazard, I like Giroud. You know what? I hate to say it, but
1: I compare them more to probably... Chelsea would be more like the Patriots, I guess. That'd be a better analogy. Yeah. And uh, it's more of a, a discipline. The management makes the decisions, and if you don't mm. fall in line, they send you off. Like,
0: the coach just won Champions League last year, and he's out of a job this year for, for them. So I, I do mean, think there's a tipping point with Chelsea, though. I think if you jump on Chelsea now, there's a 50-50 chance that they are on the way down and not the way yeah? back up. I don't know. They have a new manager coming in. It happens all they're the time. They're
1: changing even formations.
0: What we just Did set add up players? All with Chelsea go to Chelsea's. Too. Go to Chelsea's. LeBron. I don't know if Chelsea added anything of any real merit that I'm. They're trying not right? to lose their goalie, right? Is that the, they're trying not uh... to lose Courtois? Um, you know, Hazard's probably the best player. Who's their best striker? Uh, Murata, oh, Murata and yeah, sure and I don't. Uh, Tammy Abraham they got coming back. Like he's young. I, I don't know. Ross Barkley's still out there. On yeah, the team. your boy Ross Balmy's Barkley he's eighth
1: on the depth chart now. Yeah, there's no. Oh, They're
0: a good team, but there's nobody on this team that I go outside of Hazard and Willian that I'm like, oh man.
1: Yeah, well Willian, Conte- Hazard, Conte. Yeah. yeah, Fabregas is still there. Barkley, drink water. I don't off think... this cheek. I mean that's a great midfield. Th- just... right, let me ask
0: you this question: Do you think Chelsea's gonna could win the Premier League? I picked them in the
1: in the top four. You picked them in the top four, but not the, uh, They win the league? I mean, it's hard to say that they couldn't just because they did two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, you can't see them being how better much, than City. You don't think so? Uh, or but How or much have they New. fallen off within two years? Span? Man United's in a worse spot than Chelsea is, I, I them in, in terms of winning.
0: I put them in the top four, but I have them at, like, four. I have them at two.
2: I,
1: like four. I picked them secondly. I had Man uh, City, then... Uh, than Chelsea. Something, I think the style is going to be good. They have so much talent with, like, and if they do come in and that style just takes off the sorry ball thing, I think they're going to be very difficult to beat.
0: Uh, let's go to the next team, uh, Arsenal. Arsenal sort of had the fall la Usually with every these top six teams we're going to talk about, Couple of these teams take the fall. Every it's year, like right? taking
1: a trip off the first step, though.
0: You know, still, somebody <laughs> takes the drop down, right? And this year, it was last year was Arsenal. Arsenal yeah, took. It's more like hitting your
1: shin on that ledge. It's not falling off of something like. Yeah, it's like an inconvenience because when you're still the same what, shit. sixth or something, like they oh, lost geez, their best boo-hoo. player. Their you best know? player went to a rival United team in yep. the same yep. and year. The coach, their coach of twenty years or yeah, whatever their
0: 20-year so. coach leaves right uh which
1: is unheard of in premier league yeah. side note like we're talking about chelsea firing a, a guy who just won a championship the next year type of deal this dude's staying with the team for 20 years is amazing
0: and yet somehow i look at the team now and i kind of like them better than i did at the end uh, at the beginning of last year right you look at obamiang you look at Mkhitaryan, you look at lacazette uh i still like ozil i think that there's I think Awobi's good. I think there's young talent on this team. The defense is, is suspect. I don't like yes. Jack. I do not
1: like he, Jack. Jack's old. So He's I, old. I think that's going to be a little bit of they, a No, bottom.
0: they brought the big uh, the big Ukrainian tank in. What's his name? Kolasnik. Yeah, Kolasnik. The Ukrainian bear, whatever they're calling him. I like The him. Ukrainian <laughs> bear. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. him. Uh, no, I just think that I like their attacking better than Chelsea's attack line. Like I think Obamiang and sure. I think that they're For more sure. dynamic. For sure. Um, just inconsistent. You see what kind of a new manager looks
1: like with them. But it's both. The, see them and Chelsea are going to be like a push. I had them both in the top four because I think they're so talented that if the if a manager makes hmm. a difference, they're going to be very good. If you feel yeah. like the way uh, Pep and Mourinho What's, are sitting at
0: one and two, that these new like coaches, like the coaches Lakers, come in. right? Historically, if you're trying to compare yeah. them, they're like the flashy team. Yeah. You're, if you want a flashy team, if you want to root for like a. a a pretty yeah. soccer team. It's, uh, Kobe,
1: Kobe on the Lakers are yeah. a type of deal. It's just that they're consistent every year, very hateable, but kind of likable by, yeah. by a crowd too, and the people who like them really like them, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It almost
0: makes you dislike them more you, because of that. Like It's very Kobe-feeling. <laughs> if you're on the fence with Arsenal, and if one of the things this is silly, but... People who don't really pay attention to soccer who picking a team like the name Arsenal. It's a yep. cool team name. Colby Bryant would yeah. play for Arsenal to yeah, play Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal. Glory <laughs> boys. Um, yeah, so that's sort of, I feel like that's what you look at. Go watch Arsenal Fan TV, though, before oh you make a God. decision if you want to figure yeah. out what kind of fan you are. It's like um,
1: real-life Twitter's disaster. Or just, follow, or, or just follow only Eric Tuttle <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Uh,
0: all right, so let's move on to the other two big six teams, and then we'll do So I want to talk about them. Uh, let's talk about Tottenham for a sec. You you like Tottenham better than I like Tottenham. I left Tottenham out,
1: though, of uh, top, or top four this year. Did I not? You or did leave.
0: You put them in Europa League.
1: Yeah, so I feel... I think that, like, three through six or seven... Is, again, just like last year, I think there's going to be a few points to separate it, but I think Tottenham... The leads to a different thing I was talking to you about with my Eddie Howe theory, but I think Tottenham's moving in a direction where we see the coach go, and yeah. that might keep – there's something that's going to come up out of that. Mm-hmm. If they're fringe for something, I just think they got problems with if he's not top four, he's out, but I don't even know if he wants to be there necessarily type of deal. Yeah. He has eyes for a different job. Like I think it can go just a little south in terms of they could fall out of top four for it. Sure. I don't think he's
0: going to be there all season for some reason. I feel really weird about it. Trying to find an American sports analogy for Tottenham, it's a tough one because almost like uh, because they don't win a lot of stuff. It's Like the Dodgers in baseball, sort of. Dodgers, where they're always kind of around. They spend a lot of money, but they they never win. Never uh, win. Kane might be the best. He's like the Clayton Kershaw type. Yeah, the best player. They got the money. Team. They
1: spend it. They do well, but they always get to like the playoff. So, yeah, they, they're divisional should. round guys. Like they're the playing
0: game team. That's for, what happens to them every for, year.
1: They'd be the play-in guys for old timey
0: for old timey soccer fans like me. Uh, old timey. Uh, the story you always associate with Tottenham is this famous story with Sir Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. who was the coach of Man United, and United was down at halftime to Tottenham, and the players thought that you know that Sir Alex was going to come in and yell at them. And he came in and he looked at them all and he goes, "Lads, it's Tottenham. Go out there and we'll do them." And, and that was it. That was the whole thing he said. And, and they were, won like four. And two they won two like five, too, two, right? Like, and that's and I can never shake it's that. Tottenham. Like, it's, ta- lads, it's Tottenham. It'll right? be like, fine. And I think that that sort of it's sort of they're almost like the city of Utica in a weird way for a long time it got kind of beat up with the mentality and, on the ride, the, and then yeah. slowly it's sort of like against the odds it's like oh you know what this team's pretty good yeah. <laughs> Like they, and Hotspur is a cool yeah. name for a team Hotspur. so if you're looking to jump
1: in on it yeah they're very Utica-ish that revival team and then the Hotspur is a cool name I don't like
0: Hotspur for personal reasons <laughs> some long term beef personal to go back beef, with. Hotspur, yeah, Hotspur. that's is.
1: why they rank at what? 19 well, well,
0: <laughs> but I do think that for a lot of people who are picking teams yeah. uh, if you're picking one of the top six teams they're an interesting Cooler, not Chelsea, not. If you were following the World
1: Cup and England's run, you would have heard a lot about Harry Kane, Delhi Alley, yeah, Delhi Alley. So you might, if you're a new fan, you might be gravitating towards them because of England's run. I think so. If
0: you, if you're looking for just sustained class, though, if you really want to root for the Yankees, if you really want to root for the Patriots, you want to root for the team that wins the most. Still, Manchester United. Yes. Still, at the end of the day, why is it? Because I've.
1: I feel more that
0: Man United's
1: Tennessee women's basketball yeah. <laughs> than New York Yankees UConn baseball. women's basketball. Yeah, and, uh, I just think just, they won a lot in the time when the they rest the of the coach. 16... But also, like, the Premier League's so much more... Um, the parity there now mm-hmm. is because, again, we always talk about regular sports, but money and um, just, like, some... The players, they're getting the styles, they're doing... Like, the money is being spent heavily there. and mm-hmm. I think the league is starting to push back a little bit is that... You're not just going to get the top four same teams every year. You might get two or three of those here and there, but out of the top six, you might see some teams like Burnley start knocking Mm -hmm. at the door, Um, Everton finish in the seventh or an eighth or something like that, but even higher. I'm not sure... I'm not sure Man United's... Their their glory days like those days are over. I think sustainable um, legacy, he sustaining knows. that is going to be difficult for
0: them. Here's fully. the thing: I think with Man United though, it's one of those kind of things where when you say, "Oh, it feels like it's over for them," that they, they will that they Arsenal. will go get someone or something or multiple people yep. and multiple things. Yep. Which do I that. still think that they're yeah. going to. Yeah, and I think sitting, they do. he uh think Mourinho
1: is not pleased yeah. well, with
0: the coach <laughs> of, the coach of Manchester United being Jose Mourinho. Yep. Who if you don't know who that is. Do yourself a favor. Go on yep. YouTube. Look up a video. He's one of the most. He's almost. I hate to use the word Trumpian, but he's almost Trumpian, where he, he says things and makes you so frustrated. But he's captivating to watch. Because he's sort not of like wrong. Open, b- you just begrudging. don't expect the coach of yeah. a team to <laughs> yeah. say
1: that his players stink and yeah, that he doesn't you know I mean? like, want this guy playing left back ever again. Like just so, he just says he's that so in post game so like, coarse, yeah.
0: and. He's highly Why did you lose? Because
1: our goalie stinks. What do you think?
0: But he did win for a long time. (laughs) There was really a period of time when he was considered the greatest. How many Premier
1: League teams has he coached? So he did did only Chelsea, Chelsea right? He brought Chelsea to two titles. Yeah, so he won two with Chelsea, and then he's second second place last year with Man United. So he gets it done. He's just... I like the phase of Mourinho, though. I think that's what we're going to see this year, where he kind of takes it on the chin a little bit, where he... We need to spend more money and puts it a already. little bit on management, puts it a little on himself, but now he's flipping to players, and that's when he goes downhill. He starts calling yeah. out his own guys. He's this is the, the Mourinho trajectory. Three years, by the third year, he's already. Is, yeah, in, yeah, starts getting mad at management, and then he turns on his players, and then they just watch <laughs> him leave because nobody likes him anymore. It's very typical. He's there
0: now. He's getting there. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Everton. That's your beloved squad. I, I think, and I think I would say if you want to root for Everton, it's because you're looking for a team that's not going to win the give title. Give me something to believe in. But you're looking in. for a believing team. Yeah, you're looking for like a, yeah, you're looking for a team to help just you give get me excited, something right? to believe in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I actually, and, I've, and I, and I don't know if it's just from watching him with you. Uh, or because the fact that again, and as we play a, little, a lot of FIFA too, of FIFA. yeah,
1: and the Ultimate Teams and things like that. You start liking the players yeah. a little bit more. In my
0: mind, as a Liverpool fan and a Yankee fan, I look at Everton as the Mets, right? Because right. It's the same town, yep. they're only like a couple miles away from each other. Yeah, both, across the yeah, river, cross town like rivals, that. Yeah. Merseyside yeah. derby. Yep. I sort of like Everton every other moment that we're not playing against them in the derby, right? Like yep. I root for them most of the time. I think that they're an inherently likable team because they're a little bit of a Ah, shots. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, It's like... Uh, they're going to break your heart, though.
1: They... I don't know what it... They're excitable young puppies right now, I feel like, <laughs> where it's just like they've gotten some money and, like, an owner yeah. coming in. is like a yeah. new... T- and they don't know what they're doing type of deal. So I yeah. think they've spent poorly the last few years. They're uh, very inconsistent with coaching. Yes, yeah. Well, what well, Premier League team isn't, I guess. But still, like... They're in a good spot theoretically. They're just poorly um, pursuing you, the you, golden opportunities they have with the new stadium and Saudi money and all that. There was stuff, you know? there was a lot of
0: like I would say from the outside perspective. There was a lot of hype from Everton fans last year to start of the year. There was a lot of signings. It was an exciting. I was
1: year. Da- I was down on you. Were down. I didn't, I didn't like. Um, Do you think I don't? I I wasn't in on it all
0: the way. Do you feel better about this year's team? No. You no, you feel worse. Yeah. Okay. We were just doing depth chart right here. Like, uh, like the... Car- Charleston's a nice signing. Walcott, Tosin. You have to get rid of one of those strikers, probably. It's just... Midfield's still weak. It's All, all of it is
1: just adequate. That's all. Yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that Ashley Williams is being listed as fourth on their job, that means he's going to start. <laughs> that is a problem. No. You know? He's a problem no. child, and I... All it's right. still not good if Ashley Williams is playing significant time and Jag Yoko, So,
0: uh, and of course, one of the great things—I well, guess we'll end on this. One of the great things about the Premier League is the relegation. The yes. worst three teams get. Which relegated. they should do in all american all, all even
1: corporate structure. Every yeah. week you fire your worst three, three guys you yeah. bring up and bring
0: in bring new people. Up yeah, the ringers, yeah. <laughs> Uh So, give me a team that you think that you like that's fun to watch that you think is going to be like a bottom of the barrel. Team. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. You have them relegated, relegated you. Yeah. you. like Bournemouth. You like their manager. I have a
1: deeper theory, yeah. I think Eddie Howe, for people who don't know, he's stuck with them through a lot of yeah, their, their, their raises. So yeah. when you do get relegated, new teams come up, and Bournemouth has made a bunch of climbs through these systems yeah. um, where Eddie Howe's been there. The only way he can go on to bigger, better things, which ties into the Tottenham job, which I think will be yeah. open, is if Bournemouth gets relegated. So if they're even close, I don't know if they just he something yeah. just doesn't kind of check out because everyone's mm. looking at uh but eddie Howe should be coaching somewhere else it should be everton it's mm. a travesty that it's not so i see and they're not good by any means they've just been up for a little bit and i could mm. see them going down they don't technically belong there's not the right word but they're a little bit of new new mm. premier league blood bournemouth is right they haven't been there a ton lately so i think they go back
0: down uh, my team that I feel like will be disappointing this year is going to be Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, yeah. A downer for me to yeah. say. They're one of my relegation I'm, teams. I'm up there with you on, the, on um, the fandom part of it, just from FIFA. But yeah. Yeah, I like the, the good
1: logo with the bird there, right? Yeah. Are they the? they,
0: they're from Brighton, which I've been told is the hipster section of Britain, uh, of England, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I do think the shine is off them a little bit, though. I'm not as excited to watch them play. They were a little boring last year. Yeah. I don't they feel just got to be it. like. Uh,
1: like normal, I guess, and they can survive. A lot of these teams are survival ones too, so. And now give me one team that you think will overachieve this Oy. year. one. I mean, I'm going to say Everton, but I'll change. I'll give you a secondary answer. I hope Everton overachieves. I have very low. They mm-hmm. were, what, 11th or 12th last year? So anything ninth, up 9th? 9th. That was a, oh man, that was quite quite a struggle it's to a get to 9th. Yeah, yeah, to get to 9th was a lot of work for them. So I hope they do better. They're better than 9th, maybe to 8th or 7th, Yeah. <laughs> they're a little <laughs> bit better but uh i as much as i don't like watford i love delafeu and if Arigi you know, goes favorite, over there, yeah. I think we would both enjoy watching Watford toast Watford it up with some fun. of our favorite past, play- or not favorite, but uh, uh, interesting past disappointments. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, disappointing
0: I do love. Oh, it's one of the great things about soccer. I do love to follow a player who isn't really very good that I had. Yeah. Like, like there's a player who played for Liverpool named Jordan Ive, and he plays for Bournemouth now, and he's kind yeah. of a bust. But I like wherever he, see, wherever he goes, I like I'll watch. But like, hey, Hit it's me Ivy. all the broken toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Something about soccer. You gotta find things to watch. Yeah. Yeah, Wofford's
1: newborn uh, myth they got the, the the misfit toys there or whatever so I would
0: say uh, will you pull up Newcastle's yeah because I was gonna say I don't know
1: why you're so in on Newcastle I don't uh, understand I that. would
0: say the reason I like Newcastle is their manager Rafa Benitez is, that's fair uh,
1: is one of my favorite managers loyal I, dude too stuck he, been sticking it out with them when he didn't, probably didn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah yeah went down with a relegation team yep. came back up
0: with them kept they them, love them there last them. year love them in Newcastle uh, he won a Champions League with uh, Liverpool in 2005. That's right. So, so that's, yeah. One so of the few managers line, yeah. to have him. Not a lot of managers have champions yeah. titles. He's so I'm a big one. fan. So he
1: was Liverpool manager uh-huh. in, when they won the champions yeah. in 05. Wow. They
0: have Liverpool reject John Joe Shelby, who is one of the most outrageous players in the history of the Premier League. He's bald, and yep. he has like the alopecia, like no eyebrows kind of so, yep, thing and going the on. name, everything, it all uh, fits. John Joe. Yep, yeah, fits. he's... John he's Joe Shelby he's a terrible <laughs> player and he's super like fun to watch because he's like just slide tackling people he's the worst he's a hard worker uh, I love a- uh, Iosi Perez if you want a real story dude had cancer I want to say and came back from it and started and scored a goal in his first game back he's an excellent striker Uh, I like Dwight Gale. He's been around the league for a long time. I can't even identify some of these guys. Oh, no, Matt Ritchie. Matt Matt Ritchie is my dude. Uh, I like a lot of these guys. Uh, And, of course, DeAndre Yedlin, who is American. He's on the American squad, so I can get behind uh, Yedlin. And Javier Manquillo, who is another Liverpool reject. Now, I'm just throwing... I could make up names. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, nobody wouldn't know. Uh, But, yeah, I like Newcastle as my sort of interesting mid-tier, they'll do better than they should team. That's my pick. Yeah,
1: They belong there, though. They 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 were like a mainstay who fell in hard Historical times and bad yeah. back up type of deal. And that's right.
0: why relegation is interesting, because you have stories like that with this team that was big in the 50s yep. and 60s and has struggles and goes down and comes back up. It's nice. Yeah. It
1: it, yeah, I mean, it could be years and years and years before they come back, and it's like a big, big, big deal. It's millions of dollars, too, and the difference between being relegated and not relegated is a big, fat Premier League check. So a lot of teams really don't want to drop down, because they got to sell all their players and it guts you forever. So it sets your team... It'd be like if the Yankees didn't make a certain mm. level and had to get re- judge and all... Everybody just left because they're yeah. playing in a crump. That would be terrible for the Yankees. It <laughs> would take years for a, a, any team yeah. to build that back up. And that happens in Premier League every year to three teams. Are we begrudgingly agreeing that Man City is going to win the title again? I think you have to prove otherwise. Yeah, They
0: are too good. Um... But still, I mean, it's been such weird... I think the scenario you hope for, if you're any other team, is that Man City struggles early. Yep. Right?
1: Like, you don't want... Injuries or if something. You're... It's terrible to say, but you yeah. need a couple of guys there to get hurt If you're <laughs> not Liverpool, able to play. I, you know,
0: because I feel like if you're Liverpool, right, and you're you're considered to be the, the next contender, yeah. right, this year coming up, the best next best contender, if Liverpool loses, their, like, three of their first seven games, it's going to already be a problem. Do yeah. right? like, you know what i mean It's going to
1: be like, hard to come back to... to. And that's where everybody fell... Last year was yeah. Man City got off to that hot start and, and they never, got so many members behind.
0: Yeah. They won loss. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. do you how do you stop that? You I view mean? it so. like
1: uh this it's like Alabama Auburn to one more time to cross reference it, but like Alabama every year in football, they just you just assume they're gonna be in the yeah. championship game. And then Unless, sometimes Auburn like beats them at the last
0: game and but like, everything throws has to everything right. out. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. All these things have to work yeah. out in favor. So
1: Liverpool uh, could be Auburn this year in the Iron Bowl knocking off Man City, but it would have to be a very rare you know, Man City would something would have to happen to Man City mm-hmm. like almost flukishly for them not to be in discussion at the very end of the season. I just cannot see them not being hovering towards the top. No way.
0: Uh, all right, and just we'll put it out there for right now, and we'll talk about it again at the end of the year. Who's going to have more goals at the end of the season, Harry Kane or Mo Salah? I think Salah's in for a hard drop-off. So you think you got Kane?
1: I think uh, there's also going to be i think people are going to be a lot more physical with Salah this time around Mm -hmm. because he's been Mm -hmm. fast he was like squirmy not this year they're just going to throw him on the ground and take the card or just you know the set piece or whatever but he's not going to get in a position i don't know if they give him as much liberty that he got last year he was he was uh burst on the scene really fast i think his pace messed a lot of people up but they're gonna be a lot more physical with him i don't know if it translates kane's a natural Mm. premier league english goal scorer he'll do fine I can see Scar- Salah getting hurt. That's why I, I yeah, would, I would see. So. I think he's going to get hurt. I think they're going to be very
0: physical with him because that's what you have to do. You got to throw him around. Salah Mane Mane Bobby Firmino and we sold Coutinho. Yeah, we sl- yeah. That's the song.
1: Uh, now, listen, it's, I'm excited for the premiere. Are league. you happy with Van Dyke and Allison if it meant losing Coutinho? Yes. And plus, to use, we'll add Chamberlain in there. Yes. It's totally yeah. sold
0: on the three yeah. pieces that, I mean, in theory, uh, move around to yeah. come back on that cash. Yeah, 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 I mean, I could go, I could do another hour on just that. But yeah. I think, um, I, I don't think that Coutinho ever really bought into the mentality, the, 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 the gig and pressing and the way they yeah. play. It's not really... I like him. I'm sad so that he's good gone. good with them, yeah. too. He, as much as I he think, probably wasn't super comfortable there, can he was still so really I, good. I, I, I'm going to say right now, I do not think that Jirdhan Shakiri is better than Coutinho in any way. <laughs> in any way whatsoever. He's better not. In any way. I do think that, that he sort of fills that he role does. on the bench, though, of a guy who, when the game isn't, flowing the way it normally would. He can have that moment Score of creativity. Yeah, something, something else. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't think that... And I think that's really what Coutinho's best thing was. Yeah. Like, when there was nothing working and it was 120-yard shots that go in. Yeah, free yeah. kick that he can bend something, in or something like, like, like that. that like, moment yeah. of magic. And he I was think,
1: the facilitator yeah. for a lot of stuff, but I think they were fine yeah. without... They were almost a little bit faster offensively yes. just not as good
0: yeah. I don't know he, he was good with the. I don't know they would call it a system type midfield but it, there is a particular way that they play yep. and we're, I'm getting way off on <laughs> the whole other thing uh, folks alright thanks for joining basically us basically
1: Chamberlain could come in and do some of the job
0: they yes. can't be, yeah, <laughs> yes. just be a system uh, guy <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us this week thanks again to uh, Chris Henry if you he made it this far uh, for our, our interview with him great time talking to him great dude thanks for everything uh, check out Chris Henry Designs on Facebook website coming soon yep. Uh, thanks to Justin for filling in why everyone yeah, needed all sort of. the, the PR
1: anyways. Cause That's true. We're, we're doing, uh, apparently they mowed, DPW came down or whoever, somebody mowed the rest of that lot. I just, really? Yeah. all After that everything? What if, you know, I'm telling you. <laughs> all you me. had to do was cut down half of it and put it on the side Between of the road. getting that mulch and then mowing, um, it was the worst mistake I made all weekend. Hey, look, <laughs> it shouldn't have done anything.
0: Let me ask you this. So, serious question, if anyone made it this far at the end yeah. to our whole Premier League you feel better about the whole project now that it's already that it's beginning to get in motion? It's exceeding... I thought we were going to have a lot harder time getting
1: even just off this first weekend. Like, I mean, if you look at that street and the progress we made just on clearing weeds and stuff, yeah. that, that even exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So the fact that we're even there is... We're so far ahead of what I would have... I yeah. thought we'd still be begging for help, and we have more help than we could. You nice. know, almost not enough stuff to do at this point. We're still waiting, you know, so... I'm very surprised by that, but happy, of course, but I think we're moving along just fine. A nice, poignant moment from Justin
0: yeah. that we buried after 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to say anything
1: nice. You have to get to the end interview. to make it worth it. It's like the Easter egg. <laughs> if you didn't really pay attention, you don't deserve it. So.
0: Right, uh, Sign <laughs> our humanoids, uh, keep it tight. Woodstock lives. We will see you next week with the full cast back another normal episode the normal yeah next week thank with god news and actual content that's topical always more soccer though always <laughs> more soccer see you later <laughs> folks